across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Tories to launch election manifesto, further court action over St Albans rail freight plans and Bletchley Park notebook auctioned for over $1 million. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative election manifesto with a promise to extend the right to buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. Mr Cameron will say the Tories are the party of working people, as Chris Mason explains. This is a plan that was hugely popular in the 1980s and the Tories will hope will be hugely popular again to give 1.3 million housing association tenants the chance to buy their homes at a discount of at least 35% and it'll be paid for by requiring councils to sell off the most expensive properties when tenants move and replace them with affordable homes. Labour asking questions as they were yesterday about how the Tories are going to pay for all of their promises and their promises are unfunded and unbelievable. Meanwhile the Green Party will use its manifesto launched today to call for the creation of a fairer society and a safer planet. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. The Council is opposing development of the former Radlett Aerodrome site in Park Street. The internet watchdog, the IWF, has warned that easily accessible photo-sharing websites are being used to distribute large numbers of images of child abuse. The sites are meant for people's holiday and family photos. Fifteen firefighters were called to a blaze at a warehouse in Milton Keynes last night after a forklift truck caught fire. The incident in Bransworth Avenue in Brinklow happened just after 8pm. A notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. The handwritten notes date from 1942 when Turing worked on deconstructing the Nazi Enigma code. Regina Vadyanathan reports. It took just two minutes of bidding for the 56-page notebook to go under the hammer for more than a million dollars. Described by auctioneers as an insight into the work of a genius, it contains the detailed mathematical and computer science notes of Alan Turing and is believed to be the only extensive manuscript of his work to exist. Turing left the notebook to a friend after he died in 1954. It's unclear who bought the manuscript, but many hope its new owner will put it on public display. The contract to build the so-called Woodside Link Road in Bedfordshire has been awarded to Balfour Beatty. The road will link Hatton Regis and Dunstable to the new junction 11A of the M1, joining the A5M1 link, which is already being built. The Woodside Link is scheduled to open in the autumn of 2016. In sport, England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua, with Ian Bell top scoring with 143. And there are matches tonight for MK Dons at Fleetwood, Wickham at home to Exeter, Stevenage at home to Portsmouth and Luton away to Dagenham. The weather cloud clearing to leave a warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Catherine, did you write a menu today? No. OK, can I, can I ask you for the uh, clarification for the ears of the listener... Why no menu? Well, because what we had was yoghurt yeah. and speeding. 
We've still got speeding, haven't we? Or did yeah. you drop that as well? Well... The lead story, guys, was going to be about a woman eating a yogurt in a hotel. Well, no, it, not eating a yogurt. Uh, the, the lead story, guys, was going to be about a woman not eating a yogurt in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Whereas we, we would have been as bad as BBC Norfolk had we gone with that. So instead, we're going to go with nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Across beds, hearts and butts. Literally. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I say nothing. Yeah. We've got our pet. Our pet what? Our pet Kelly. Kelly Pets. Hello. You're like um, um, a Tamagotchi, but not quite so animated. Thank you. Exactly. Um, whatever happened to Tamagotchis? Are they, they must have bred. I let mine die. Hey. I just ended up with a screen full of little tiny Tamapoos. I got attached to... I did like the Tamagotchi. I thought it was a lot of fun. But then I bought a robot dog, an oh. Ibo, called, which I called Raul. Cost me a lot of money. Uh, I bought it with a TV check. I had to get drunk. You had to order it from Japan. And I had to get drunk to order it because it was. I could not justify that much money. It was rubbish. I later sold it for £150 on eBay. I wish I'd kept it. The kids would have liked it. Yeah, but the problem we have is carpet. Sorry? Carpet. All of these. That's not a problem, mate. That's a gift from God. Yeah, but all of these or robot from, um, things. from Allied. All of these robot carpet. things rely on, no. on, on smooth floors. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the remote control car. The Ibo could walk. Could walk on the carpet, could play football on what? the. What? Could play football on the carpet. Could play football. It saw the ball and it would play football. Um, that really, I've really got to sort that oh, out. Oh no, I don't like that. I get scared of things like that. Sorry, sir. I get scared of things like that. Scared of what? Technology. Yes. Can Sentient. we get some WD-40 for my bum or this chair? <laughs> One of the two. Sentient technology is the most scary. Well, the thing is, it learns. Raoul learns. These these eyebows, they they learn and I, they age. Why don't you just get a Furby? Or no an actual dog. No, dogs. Oh, flipping hate dogs. No, I nearly swore about dogs. No, these these ibos they learn and they develop over age and they they develop a personality. If you play with them and if you stroke them, mm. they become friendly. And if you ignore them and don't play with them, they become a little bit dark, a little see, bit nasty. That's the bit that I wouldn't like. But then, um, and then I kind of didn't play with it enough, so it became a little bit dark. And all I would have had to have done, just put a pin in um, the little reset, reset hole up yeah. his um, mm. uh, thingy, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Do it. Couldn't catch it. It was too um, bitey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, happily, I'll put a puppy in a sack and chuck it in the canal. Whoa. It's a joke, guys. But we have uh, Listen, if I wasn't talking about that, we'd be talking about this. After about half an hour, they managed to bring me up a plate with two slices of ham. That could have been the lead story, guys. Really? I mean, really? Oh, everybody must be on drugs in this town. Or maybe there's a strange new bug that's been going round. Cause people are smiling and waving as I go by. Everybody loves me and I don't know why. It used to be a kind face was a rare But now I got friends coming out both ends just to visit me. Cause my confidence has been destroyed Everybody loves me But I'm paranoid Whatever happened to the cold, cruel world I used to understand When every road was paved with wet cement Back when if I was hanging off a cliff You'd be walking on my hands Somebody please tell me where all the good 
to eat shouldn't be beyond them at all and my family live in high wickham it wasn't like they could just get in the car and be there in 10 minutes with could have been the lead story guys instead we're flying acapulco so get them off what's going loco down in acapulco imagine if you were in acapulco which i imagine is quite a hot country it's um in mexico yeah well exactly so it's even hotter, even hotter country than I expected. Yeah. And you're actually going loco. We don't say loco now, Four Tops. We say um, mentally insane. But, because there's nothing worse... Just taking the shoes off. Feeling the vibe. Just clicking the toes. You got, Oh, you've got your socks on inside out. What do you mean your socks on inside out? You've got your socks on inside out. What does that mean? <laughs> you're there's not going to no, feel right all day. There's no inside out with socks. There's there just are. socks. Of course there is inside you out. You are joking. I can see your seam. There's just, they're just... I'm going to go to um, uh, Kelly Pets, who I'll be petting later on in the petting zoo, but I'll wash my hands afterwards. There's no inside out for socks, is there? Um, I've just looked and... I think mine might be inside yeah. out as well. No, but there's not an inside out for... Why are you what, even saying it, that? But, but, there is. The do, 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 do. Show, show her. Look, you can see the seam on top yeah, of the socks. I... But it doesn't matter. I prefer them inside out. I, well, I, the, first of all... Oh, for goodness sakes. I'm like um, the, the guy in the film. You're like um, the devil and you're like the, um, you're like the sexy devil and you're like the sexy angel on my shoulder. Mm. No, actually, it's nothing like that. You're both just annoying. There's no such thing as an inside out of a sock. It's a sock. I might be annoying, but Hello? I've got my socks on the right way around. In fact, I've not got any socks on. I've made a decision. What I don't like um, is uh, those t- those tiny socks, the, the, the secret socks. The magic socks. Are they magic? Mm. I always thought... These trainer socks. Secret socks! Oh, they- socks. I thought you meant the ones that look tiny, but they're actually... They stretch. They're magic no, you're socks. thinking that you don't get magic socks. You get magic gloves. You can get the socks as well. You get magic. I hate gloves. I hate woolen gloves. I hate the feeling of wool rubbing against wool. <laughs> Can't blow it. So so far. Do you know what socks I don't like? The Go ones on, mate. The, act- the ones that have got the actual toe. Oh, they were so wacky. I hate wet socks. What? There's nothing worse. Then well, when your socks are wet. There but are if worse. you stand in tea or... Oh, I really don't think there is. If you stand in tea? Yeah. I know you're tiny, so. Kelly, but even you would struggle to fit into a cup. <laughs> wouldn't you? Let's give it a go. Look, what, what, the, the, the day show, uh, Kelly Pets will be uh, standing uh, in a cup. 
Uh, literally nothing in the show. This isn't like a, a you know a cute little little gag. There is nothing in the show. Our, t- our team yesterday uh, looked and looked and looked and struggled to find. There's no news, and we kind of just said, well, if there's no news. Well, no just, news is good news. No news is good news. It means everything is fine. Nobody is dying. Nobody. All war has ended, and the election—it's gone away. Wow. It's gone away. We don't need to know any more about it. Uh, so we've, we, we're just going to um, uh, freestyle, and um, I tell you what we could—I tell you what we could get. Could you find Stan Freeberg died? Do you know who Stan Freeberg is? No. Sorry. Nope. Dale. Oh, yeah, that guy. Dale! Yeah, I do know him. Hey, man, don't sing about spiders, man. I don't dig spiders. Can we play that? Uh, We might have it on... um, Is all the board down here? Oh, no, I had all the board, but I don't think I brought it in. Did you nick it? Kelly Betts. No, I didn't nick it. It was mine. Kelly Betts. Stan Freeberg, the banana boat song. Sure. Thank you very much indeed. He died. Oh, I used that song a lot when I was... It's um, a great song. When I was nursing my uh, youngest. Why? That was the only thing that would shut her up. Dale! Not that bit. I would sing the Hey Mr Tallyman, tally me banana It's a really good song to rock babies to sleep with Hey man, you you, you can't sing so loud man I mean, you're like, wow I listened to. I heard it the other day for the first time since I was about seven, mm-hmm. and I was I was in fits. It's so good. Too loud, man. Too loud. Too loud, man. Hey, man, don't sing about spiders, man. You know, like oh, I don't dig spiders. <laughs> and I, as a kid, it's a brilliant song. We'll have it in a bit. As a kid, I thought that was like a. I thought that was a real recording session. I thought, isn't it funny? I I, I haven't literally haven't heard that song in thirty five years. And suddenly I had exactly the same imagery in my head of, of uh, like, a blissed-out bongo player yeah. in this weird studio. Doesn't he go out of the window at one point? <laughs> like, wow, man. Yes, Kelly Betts. When did he die? About a week ago. Hmm. Why? Because in the podcast, as you will hear if we download it... We don't mention Stan Freeberg. No, but you sing that song. No! Ian! Oh, no! Yeah, and this I, is the curse. You need geez. to stop doing things. I killed Stan Freeberg. It's true. We're going to speak to Delia in a bit. Delia's been on top form. He's left his computer unlocked. Yeah, that was a shame of, uh, of Justin to do yeah, that. That was silly. It's a shame to do that. Um, what have we sent Justin out on? We're going to go to the travel in a second. But what have we sent? What did we Fake say? tan. Apparently fake tan. Everyone's forgetting about the fake tan. They're deciding <laughs> that pale is best. I felt bad because Justin came in. He said, what you got for us, boss? He always says that. To, he calls us both bosses. Yeah. What you got for us, boss? And sometimes we'll have something for him. Sometimes we'll say, well, just we'll ride the, 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 the news and see what happens in the first half hour. Yeah. And I went, uh, people don't like fake tans anymore. His face, because Justin is orange. Yeah. I mean, his skin is ginger, isn't it? Yeah. His face. What, what do you mean, boss? People don't like fake t- what, what What is this? He got quite upset and offended. But So I'm ex- we're going to hear from him in a few minutes. I'm expecting a very... Um, uh, a very personal insight, yeah. and I'm expecting a journey. Yeah. I don't know what um, Justin Dealey's original colour is. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
No problems reported out on the roads. On the trains, though, on London Midland, there's a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley. It's because a train's broken down, so some services are being cancelled and replaced by buses. On Virgin Trains East Coast, some disruption between Peterborough and Stevenage. That's because some over of, of some overrunning engineering works, so, so trains might be delayed or cancelled at short notice. From Luton Airport, flights to and from France are expected to run as normal today. The industrial action planned by the air traffic controllers there has been cancelled. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you, man. I love it. Loving it, man. I don't know who that guy is, but I'm, I'm totally loving his style. He's, he's got strong style, hasn't he? There's something about Tom Watts. You know there's something about you. My favourite joke that I made up that no one gets. There's a pop singer. Pop singer. There's a singer, Tom Waits. Yeah. Tom Waits for No Man. Oh! oh I did that. that. That's good, isn't it? It goes over the head of most people, I think. 616. These are your uh, news headlines. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the right-to-buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing... Turing... has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Three Counties Radio. Friday, June the 5th is the first ever BBC Music Day, aiming to bring people together across the UK through their love of music. As part of the day, we're searching for local unsung heroes. Do you know someone who's giving a big musical contribution to their community? From supporting young musicians to leading a choir, anyone who's making a lasting difference in your area through music could be one of the five heroes chosen to receive a VIP invite to a major BBC Music event. Nominations for the BBC Music Day Local Unsung Heroes close on April the 24th. To find out more, search online for BBC Music Day. I have to ask you not to shout like that. Well, uh, it's like right in my ear, man. Well, it goes with the song. Yeah, but know. don't holler in my ear, well, man. Well, it's authentic uh, calypso. Yeah, but like shout. when I stand next to me, man. Well, the shout goes with the bongo drums. Well, not my bongo drums, man. I mean, move away. Well, man. I don't see why. Uh, no, no, no. Stand well, over next to the guitar, man. He sent me over here. Yeah. Well, then sing soft, man. You know, I mean, like, wow. Okay. Day. It's too loud, man. Day. That's better. He's a day, 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 oh, daylight come and me walk home. Yeah, man. Who work all night and a drink of rum. Daylight come and me walk home. Stock banana till the morning come. Daylight come and me walk home. Lift six foot, seven man. foot, eight Hold foot, man. punch. Too loud, man. Too loud. Six foot, seven hold it, foot, man. Hold it, hold it, man. My ears, my ears, like my ears. No, hold it, man. It's too shrill, man. It's too piercing. Oh, well, I don't see why. No, it's too piercing, man. It's too piercing. Well, I got to do the shout. No, man, it's too piercing. Like I don't dig loud noises. Well, you ruined the whole piercing record, is what you do. Yeah, well, tough. I'll take my bongos and go, man, because the whole thing is like bugging me anyhow. Yeah, well, wait a minute. I won't no, shout. I'm no, I'm cutting, man. No. Like I didn't want to make this gig in the first place. No, no, wait a minute. I'd be soft. Yeah. Well, then back off from me, man. It's too piercing. Okay. 
How's this? Deo! Too loud, man. Okay. Deo! Too loud, man. I can still hear you. Would you mind leaving the room? Okay. Crazy. Daylight come and me want go home. Daylight come and me want go home. A beautiful bunch of ripe banana. Daylight come and me want go home. Hide the deadly black. Oh, man, don't sing about spiders. I mean, ooh, well, like I don't dig spiders. Well, that's that's how the song goes. She goes, Heidi deadly, a black tarantula. Daylight come and they won't go home. Is that it? Can I leave now? Oh, not yet. We got a big finish. Yeah, man. I locked myself out. Crazy. I come through the window. Daylight come and me won't go. Come on. Come on. That's oh, I've got tingles down my spine. That's wonderful, isn't it? Got tingles down my spine. Uh, um, oh, yes. Oh, uh, Justin. Hey, boss. Did you hear that? A daylight gum and I want to go home. Great tune. Isn't that a song, huh? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't say it. Don't say it. <sighs> we, think, we think we may have killed Stan Freeberg, the, uh, the gentleman who sang um, the Banana Boat uh, Deo song. All right. With the curse of the show. Oh, the curse of the programme. It's getting worse, Damn. isn't it, by a weekly basis? We're immune to it. We've discovered yep. that because we were really, you know, saying Kelly Betts as much as we could last week. And Kelly, I think you're still alive. Hello. There we go, you see. <laughs> so we are immune to it. That's great. We're protected by a force. But yeah. if we mention other people, there's a strong chance they might die. Yes. No names. Justin, I'm really sorry, mate. You came in this morning. Uh, by the way, you know that coffee made us? Yeah. Decaf. What? Decaf. Yeah, I thought, where's he found that? And then I realised it's from my stash of uh, Cath Not Feeling Well coffee. Oh, it tasted fine to me. Yeah. Decaf, mate. Oh, OK. Or as I like to call it, kids' coffee. Oh. Yeah. You want the uh, the hardcore material, yeah? Mate, mate, yes, of course I do. <laughs> I want European strength. Yes. I wow. don't like... And I've bought these for my kids, and it makes me puke. Mm. A baby chino. Can I get a baby chino, please? <laughs> a baby chino. Do you mean frothy milk? Yeah, baby chino. And I've had baby chino, Justin. You go mm. into, like, these, these uh, fancy coffee shops. Yeah. Um, and mummy and daddy will have a latte or a cappuccino, and then you have a baby chino. And what it is, it's frothy milk, isn't it? Yeah, mm. but what mm. it's also doing is getting your kid used to going into that shop and yeah. having a yeah. coffee. And also, have you, ha have you had... Um, People come up to you and, and uh, either give you a dirty look or say, why are you giving your kid coffee? I've never given my kid a baby chino. Oh, you're not middle class, are you? No. A baby chino, please. Can I have a baby chino? Daylight gum and I want to go home. All right, Justin, calm down. That was about three minutes ago we played that song. <laughs> yeah, still getting into it. Flipping heck. Uh, Justin, so what have you taken on the streets today? Daylight gum oh. and I want to go home. Mate, if you're going to be like that, we'll, we'll drop it. So have you had filthy looks for giving your baby coffee? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I might do it just to just to try it yeah. out. Yeah, oh, I'll have a baby chino, please. 
Oh, for goodness sake, you middle class. Come have a baby too, though, and then we're going to go and get some sushi for Mate, the baby. I, I get filthy looks on the streets every single day. No coffee involved. We go When, you go, uh, when you're um, a middle class and uh, have lived in North London, of all places, you go to, um, like, kids... I don't do it now. You go to parties or something where they're all kids' shows where there's an entertainer, and the entertainer will go, OK, kids, so what kind of thing might you have in a picnic? Now, in my day, jam sandwiches... Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. Lemonade. Nowadays, sushi, um, crab sticks. Olives. Olives. Hummus and pitta. (laughs) You get get 18-month-old kids going, hummus and pitta. Disgusting. But uh, my youngest does quite like Amos and Peter. <laughs> they were good. What was their song? Anyway, Justin, I'm sorry, mate. When sorry? you came in, I, I gave you a punch to the stomach. Mm. And uh, th- th- Justin came in, and I... Well, I kind of slapped him in the face. Yeah. And do you know what he said? Delight, oh. come and I want to go home. Mate. Felt good. It was like Fifty Shades all over again. Well, fi- your Fifty Shades. Yeah. Yeah, give, him the, give him the story. Fake tan, mania. Mania. <laughs> fake tan mania looks like it's fading away. It had seemed fake tan was here to stay after becoming a beauty staple for many women and Justin Dealey, who wanted to emulate <laughs> their favourite celebrity's bronzed looks. But their determination to achieve the perfect glow appears to be fading away in favour of adopting a lighter look. The number of bottles of fake tan sold not to Justin Dealey in 2014 fell by nearly a quarter. Uh, 21.4% from the year below, bringing the value of sales down by 19.3% to 14.5 million. I know why, Justin, because I've tried it. <laughs> you know, I am so white, I'm virtually blue. Hmm. If I do fake tan and I get even a tiny bit of a streak, you can see it a mile off, so it's just not worth it. But you've become the master over the years. Well, I do like a bit of fake tan, yeah. I have to say. You know, but being a man admitted that live on radio, that's um, that's a big thing. What's the secret to a streak-free tan, Justin? Um, just spread it evenly, guys. You go... Because you go I... I don't understand this well. You you, you go. You, do you do it from a bottle? Do you do it from a sunbed, or do you go to a booth where um, they spray you? I, I don't tend to do many sunbeds, to be fair, because they okay. are bad for you. Yep. But uh, no, I take it out of a bottle. I spread it evenly, and you know what? I don't see there's any issue with that. For me, it's a confidence thing. If I'm on the streets every single day, I'm meeting the people at Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I need to feel confident about myself. Fake tan makes me feel like a man. How do you negotiate the tricky elbows and knee area and ankles? I mean, that's where people come across, well, isn't it? Well, this is the great thing about being a guy. Um, obviously, most people aren't going to see my knees because I'm wearing jeans and oh. I'm wearing a jacket. I'm not showing as much flesh so as a lady. So do you I can just get away do your wrists and feet then? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, down, down do you just do your wrists and feet? If we take your clothes off, have you got like a lighter coloured skin suit on? Uh, yeah, absolutely. My, my, my face and my neck wow. and occasionally my hands. But apart from that, you, you are lucky enough to see the rest. So it looks like a white wetsuit. Although yeah. Catherine's felt the rest. <laughs> Justin, you've taken, yes. you've taken it to the streets. I have. Uh, sales of fake town are down. And boss, I tell you what, yes. I've been on the streets early this morning and here we have a radio first for me. Working in the business now for for 20 years or so. (laughs) I've never done this before. Here we have a street report and on the streets this morning there was a busker. There was a busker on the streets of Luton. At six in the morning? At six in the morning. So here we have a mix of people's opinions on fake tan with a busker in between various voices. Are you ready for this? Oh boss, yes. Here we go. I 
mean, there's no need to go out like that. I mean, there, there is no need. There's, I mean, there's some beds that they want to get a colour, yeah. go and use the sun beds. But some of them people, they use the fake tan, put too much on. They look a disgrace. They look terrible. A disgrace? A disgrace, yeah. They do, for us women, and we're women, and I think they look sick. I think they look physically sick. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about because I come from Spain mm-hmm. and I've just, just arrived here. Are the ladies in Spain orange or pale? Pale. What do you think when you see women who look orange? I just think, why? Like, like obviously, yeah, sometimes it's good to have a natural glow, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just sometimes think, why? Why must she look orange? Well, I've got good news for you. Sales of fake tan have gone down. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Have they got something better to spend their money on? Doesn't turn you on then? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, my dad's really strict on fake tan, so he tells me if I look orange or not, <laughs> and he tells me to go have a wash, so I think I get it right. <laughs> but on the whole, it's just a confidence thing for you. When you go out, when you socialise, if you, if you feel more tan, you feel more confident. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, I'm thinking... I mean, even the Beatles and Gary Barlow were unsigned once. That, that guy... Oh, it was good. It was good, wasn't he, just? Mm-hmm. Very, Kelly, very good, B- yeah. BBC introduces Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Could there be a slot for that gentleman? Uh, uh, busy. Sorry? Busy. Week after? Busy. Week after? Busy. Wow, they're really busy. <sighs> Week after? But, uh, but it's still busy. OK, gosh. So nobody should send in their audio then, cos you're busy. bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing but place to upload your original music. Oh, she's getting... She's poning him. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not. He's so snooty. I'm just saying. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere, Justin, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but where exactly was he starting this morning? Uh, he was starting at Luton Train Station. Uh, why, why he was there, hey, I don't place. know, but uh, he was there with his keyboard and he was banging out the tunes. Do you know what? Fair play. You've yep. got to respect that. Times mm. are hard, but everyone's feeling the pinch. Yep. He's got out... You know, all these people say, oh, a bit unemployed people, they're too lazy to go. He's got up at the crack of dawn to go and sing to travellers. Good he for was, him. He was there at 5.45 this morning. I was tempted. Go and get him. I was tempted no. to, but I'm um, actually, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> You're busy now, are you? I'm busy now. Justin, we'll speak to you about uh, uh, 10 to 7. Yes. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still looking good out there on the roads, on the trains though. Problems on London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley because of a broken down train. They're looking on the departure boards, a few services have been cancelled, they'll be replaced by buses. On Virgin Trains East Coast, some disruption between Peterborough and Stevenage, that's because some engineering overran this morning, so some short notice delays or cancellations are possible there. And from Luton Airport, flights to and from France are running as normal today. The French air traffic control strike, which was due to happen, has been called off. I'm Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the right to buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. And a World War II notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua. Ian Bell led the recovery from 34 for three with 143. It's nice. I mean, you want to score as many runs as you can for England. I love playing for England. You know, putting on the shirt in any format is is what you always want to do. So to come out and score runs in a in a big test series for us. But on day one, when like I said, there's a bit of nerves around, was just what I wanted to do. In football, there are more key promotion matches for four of our sides tonight. In League One, third-placed MK Dons go to play-off hopefuls Fleetwood, with games running out in the bid to catch second-place Preston and secure automatic promotion. Here's assistant manager Richie Barker. Probably a draw might not do us any good either now. You know, we're in the playoffs, that's mathematically proven now, so... We need to win the game as well. You know, I'm not going to say that we're going to throw it away if, if it's a draw, but um, we need to win the game as well, and so do they for two for, for two totally different reasons. Yeah. So um, that should bode for a good football match. In League Two, third-placed Wickham host Exeter. Stevenage are at home to managerless Portsmouth with on-loan Keith Keane available after suspension. And Luton, who are running out of games as they chase a playoff place, go to John Still's former club Dagenham. I'm delighted that they've pulled clear. I am. I really am. I would have hated to have gone there with both teams desperate to do so. I wouldn't, professionally, it wouldn't have bothered me one iota. But personally, I wouldn't have wanted sort of to, to, to have that situation. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. And in the Premier League last night, Liverpool beat Newcastle 2-0 to leave Brendan Rodgers' side four points behind fourth-placed Manchester City in the chase for Champions League places. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven.
Stag-do's, eh? Great fun. I've what? never been on one. What are you talking about? Stag-do's. Why? Um, if you have a mate who's getting married, what better way to show oh, no, this him is... than, um, like, <laughs> stripping him off, maybe shaving his um, private hair off yeah. and making him sick on himself? Yeah, that'll learn Or, him. alternatively, sending, uh, sending him off in a taxi and not seeing him again for 20 hours. A dad missing for 20 hours on a stag-do in Spain has been found after being dumped in the wrong place by a taxi driver. Mark Kahn arrived at the British consulate in Barcelona yesterday after disappearing on Saturday night. He'd spent the last 20 hours walking after a taxi took him miles away from where he was staying. He got dumped off 100 miles, it said in one of the papers. Mark, who's 29 and a builder from Plymouth, Devon, was stranded without any money or a phone. Thanks, guys. What? Really good time. I mean, I would just, I would be so angry, and I would phone those guys up and say, "What, what did you do that for? What, why did you leave me a hundred miles? I thought we were mates." Anna Harvey, the sister of Mark's partner Emma, said he's been out walking for about twenty hours. My sister's so relieved, and the family are ecstatic. None of us thought we'd ever see him again. His friends are buying him a flight home so he can be back in time for his twins' first birthday. Oh, good one, guys. I don't. Um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Kelly Betts, what happened to your dad? He got cling film naked to a lamppost. I mean, but where is it the... It was his stag, to be fair. Well, but is, that's, but that's, is, that, but is that fair? That's sexual abuse. Yeah. At my stag night, um, we uh, went to a vegetarian restaurant on a bus, and then my friend had hired, like, a rehearsal studio. We brought loads of guitars and instruments, and we played John Denver songs. Oh, that sounds really nice. Then we went and had sex with loads of prostitutes and took drugs. <laughs> but... I was dressed as Wonder Woman. I know. Separate night. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you. Ow! Whoops. Why would I, I you? I didn't want to do a hen night. You kind of get bullied into doing it. I didn't want to do one. Why? I don't understand why you would. Do someone. Hey, someone's going to get. Someone's going to get married to the person they love, right? So why would you go and see um, uh, lap dancers? Why? Why would you go and? Surely you've With made your you... dad. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Because my husband went and he said, you know, at one point I sort of peered through this woman's uh, legs and I could see my dad. You're... Hang what? on a minute. Why? What? Not my dad, his dad. Why were you at a lap dancing club? No, I'm saying my husband said that. That he ended up with this thing. He went to someone else's stag do and this woman's gyrating. He looks across and he can see his dad. Did he know his dad was in there? Yeah. Did his dad give her the thumbs up? <laughs> Probably. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, you can call it. We've got literally so no no stories today, so you you can call in about anything you want, and you can talk about the stuff we're talking about uh, or, or or anything. What have we got on the whiteboard? Oh, this was from yesterday. Why were we talking about someone using a fish slice? 
Oh, yeah. Um, this is kitchen utensils, but used for other things. Oh, because someone uh, was rescued from a lift with a fish slice. Who? The women of this radio station when they're doing dances in... And then after the show, after the oh, show... Oh, yeah, I was in that lift. It was you? Yeah. So what happened? How did, how did a fish slice save you? I didn't know that it did. Oh. Yeah, apparently the, the chef was trying to prise it open with a fish slice. OK. Then after the show, Catherine... Yeah. You said, oh, I used a fish slice to put my pants on once. <laughs> no, not to put my pants on. What to do what? When I lived in Spain, we had, uh, you know, those washing lines that go from house to house, and I was about three floors up. Oh, yeah. My pants were always falling into the neighbour's garden. Yay! Hey, Boily! It got to the point where I'd come through the front door and I'd be walking up the corridor. And your and pants would just fall off? No, this woman, would, an arm would come out from this woman's apartment and it would have, like, a pair of my knickers Ooh. on the end of it. <laughs> so I thought, enough of this humiliation. Next yep. time they fall, I'm going to retrieve them. Yeah. So they fell. It was a windy day. Of course, <laughs> was it, Catherine? <laughs> what were you eating? So I got a bit of string. Yeah. A fish slice, because it's the closest thing to a hook I could find. What? <laughs> and there's me dangling out of this apartment window like this. Yeah. Trying to kind of scoop them up, scoop them up. But the thing is, a weight. I needed a weight on the end of the hook, so I had to put some pegs on the end. Scoop them up, scoop them up. Didn't work. When have you used kitchen utensils for other purposes than kitchenry? I think she might have been in as well, so she would have seen this fish slice kind of be dangled down past her Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. Maybe we'll speak to you. Well, if we don't, it'll just be us wittering on again.
What's your beef, Bets? What's that song called? Sting Stang. And what's the Sting Stang? Listen. Here we go. You got it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Right, one thing I hate. Oh, he's still going, sorry. Okay. One thing, thank you, Nick Lowe. One thing I hate um, is. Two things. What are you doing? I'm trying to stop a sneeze. Fit <laughs> that, mate. Go on. Um, right, let's do it in a second. Let's go to Patrick. Oh, oh blimey. Oh, hang on. Oh, shut up, Nick. Morning, Patrick. Are you under a waterfall? Hello, over. Yes. Ian, I was just thinking, you were talking about stag dudes and hen dudes. Yes, Patrick. I was, I was wondering if you've got like, and you've got like hens and cocks and peacocks and peahens. If you have a hen party, why is they called a cock party? Uh, it's an excellent question, Patrick. I say excellent question. I'm lying. <laughs> we'll do this in a second, but it combines two of my least favourite things: running. Yeah. And charity people. Oh. Because oh, this you, you com- surprised me. I thought everyone liked those guys. Oh, you you combine the two, and what have you got? Smug pie. That's what you've got. I'll, I'll do this. Smunning. Yeah, no, that's not rude. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 going south, there's a lane blocked and queuing traffic now. A lorry and a car involved in an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 anti-clockwise, that's building up now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also around from 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. The A1 coming south is slow between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. On the trains on London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley because of a breakdown, so some services are being cancelled and replaced by buses on Virgin Trains East Coast some overrunning engineering so disruption between Peterborough and Stevenage Tom Watts Three Counties Radio Thank you Tom 6.45 it's uh, Tuesday the 14th of April I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the Right to Buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park co-breaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Apparently there are three crying cacti in there. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, well, we've got some mist and some low cloud around, but that will mean clear away, and we are looking at plenty in the way of sunshine today. Feeling more like summer than spring, feeling very warm this afternoon. Temperatures could reach up to 23 degrees, that's 73 in Fahrenheit, a good 10 degrees above average for the time of year. It will remain dry and clear as we head through the night with light winds and under the clear skies, despite the clear skies still quite mild, so temperatures only dipping to 8 or 9 degrees, 46 in Fahrenheit. And then for tomorrow, a Another very warm, dry day with plenty in the way of sunshine and light winds. Perhaps a little cloudier by the afternoon, but still temperatures could reach 24, maybe 25 degrees. So very warm indeed. Becoming a bit cooler though for Thursday and for Friday. Still above average, 14, 15 degrees. More in the way of cloud around. Still remaining dry with those light winds. And that's the trend really as we look ahead to the rest of the weekend ahead. So the best of the warmth today and tomorrow. And that's your forecast. Thank you, Cosa. 
Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? Well, make up a word before you go on the phone and see so you can fit that word in without them realising the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Did you believe this show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the... Um subject of, um, I don't know why he sends me these privately. Scott, th- I mean, obviously the really offensive ones continue to send privately. I'm building up a nice uh, little file. Uh, but the ones that are, uh, he talks about secret socks, yes. the tiny socks. He says, the very, very best secret sock wearers are the local hard men. Skinheads, 20 stone, Ralph Lauren polo, khaki shorts, Reeboks with these little socks. I like to imagine them <laughs> sitting on the end of their bed, putting their tiny little socks on. That's what I like to imagine. And then he's t- um, mentioned um, about stags. Where is he? Um, where has he put this? Uh, I don't get... Oh, no, and I don't understand. Vegas is one of the, the most horrific places in the world. If, if there is, you know, if the hell on earth, Vegas is pretty close to it. Think Blackpool with a bit more money. Oh, but also it's weird because prostitution is legal there. So you get handed flyers for um, escorts and you get buses go by that say want a girl delivered to your room then call this number and uh, the, the time I went there it was for work and it was I mean I wasn't enjoying the job it, the whole thing was heartbreaking and we stayed in this weird one of the cheaper hotels that's made to look like a medieval castle oh Camelot yeah. yeah, and it's weird. The only saving grace about Vegas was I went to see the Beatles show Love and it blew my mind. It, I was in tears watching it. The rest of it, oh, it's awful. Oh, we went to Hooters. The uh, one and only time I've been to Hooters, right? Hooters, it's basically big busted women in tight tops and tight little hot pants. Serving beer. I was the only one that got served by a bloke. Ah. I got served by a bloke in Hooters. You got the heater. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Vegas and there were four of us girls in one room, right? Yeah. And we were off the... That's sp- what I paid for. <laughs> I think we might have been... Uh, yeah, I think we might have been a misplaced order. Um, <laughs> we were off the strip. We were staying in this thing called the Super 8 Motel. All right. I mean, that is... It was grubby by even Vegas standards. Yeah. It felt like... You know in those um, American movies when they go on the run and they stay in motels yeah, and they yeah. all get, like, norm- normally popped off one by one yeah. and not in a good way? Did you get popped off? Yeah. Just no, now? we didn't. We survived. But it was it was a grubby experience. And the thing is, it's a really horrible heat. Because you're in the middle of the desert. Also, you're in the desert. Apart from that main road, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that, that is it. Yeah, there's that strip. And then there's like, you know, where the people who work there live yeah. is out on the edge. Anyway, uh, Scott says, I don't get people that go to Vegas. How can an entire group of friends all be able to go to Vegas for a stag do? I think he's jealous there because they've got money. That means they can afford uh, to do that. Snuffers is on the line. Morning, Snuffers. Morning, how are you? I'm all right, fella. What you got? Um, it, it's just I, I hate stag do's. I really hate stag. It all came from my own stag do. I thought it was absolutely awful. What, was, what, what happened at yours that was so bad? What, you married your wife shortly after? Yeah, no, I mean, that was the only saving grace of it, really. I mean, it was all my brother's fault, to be honest, but, I mean, he doesn't listen to this, so I can flag him off. Um, <laughs> Snuffers, but, um, you sound right dour today. What's, what's your beef, mate? No, no, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just I got out of bed a bit late, so I'm, uh, 
I'm uh, just playing catch up the rest of the day, really. So what what uh, happened on your stag do that was so bad? Well, basically, we went. We, it was in Watford. We were, well, that was the first problem, um, and we were <laughs> we were playing we were playing football, and we basically played this. We we're basically playing a game where. If someone scored with their left foot, I had to take a piece of clothing off. Oh. If I scored with my left foot, I could put a piece of clothing oh, back on. Oh, flipping hell. Why, why do, why do um, men, when they're getting married, want to celebrate um, uh, <laughs> taking their clothes off and flirting with homosexuality? <laughs> I don't know. One of the big questions of life. Did you end up playing football naked, Snuffers? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the problems. I mean, we, we ended up with a penalty shootout <laughs> because was... they, did, they didn't think I was naked enough. And that so... was one of the problems. <laughs> and then, penalty I, uh... shootout? Tell, yes, me you we weren't, have... tell me you weren't the goalie. No, I, I was the goalie. I was the goalie. And I, at this point, I was kind of in my and my pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I was wearing a comedy high-vis vest and a cowboy hat. Of course you were. Um, and then, suddenly, it was the case of, OK, the cowboy hat and the... Two goals were scored, so the high the high vis vest and the cowboy hat came off. Yeah. And then another two goals were scored. So there I'm standing middle of Watford, yeah. absolutely stark naked. Yeah. Finish the game, everyone's ah ha ha, how funny. Um I say, Right, where's my clothes? Oh no. Um turns oh. out my clothes have gone. Oh and heck. all I'm given is a high vis vest and a cowboy hat to walk back past all the football pitches oh. into the changing rooms. Yeah. We get into the centre of the, the football place. What's happening? A children's birthday party. Oh no! And you're going to be on a list. I know, I know. And I worked for a charity and everything. <laughs> and we, I had a cowboy hat, cow, cowboy hat covering my bits, and a, basically my high-vis vest covering my uh, my bum. And you know, honestly, it was yeah. Just put a high-vis vest over your bum so that people don't stare at it. <laughs> Yeah. How do you? I mean, are you friends with your brother as a result? Because I would be furious if, I, and my friends was, would know not to try that with me. I was livid. I was absolutely livid. Just, I was just in a foul mood the rest of the day, and it was, yeah. I mean, I got, I got my brother back. I mean, we, we, I, I, there was no nakedness involved, but we, we basically put him, we dressed him in two metal bins, in the middle of a driving range. <laughs> Oh, what, and, fi- just, and everyone shot golf balls at him? And fired golf balls Beautiful. at him. Beautiful. <laughs> Snuffers, you, Snuffers, you just made the podcast. I, I know that for a fact. Thank you, Snuffers. <laughs> it's horrific. Is this why you're putting off getting married, Just? Because you don't fancy the stag? Well, I'm going on a stag, do to uh, a very classy location oh, I, okay, in, in about yeah. two months, going to Benidorm oh. uh, with the boys. Oh, but, uh, oh. but Snuffers there, what's his beef? If you're going to go on to a what's stag, do, what do you expect? No, you expect your friends to... And by the way, and you can call him with your, your, your stories if you want, it's uh, it's not just stag dudes. Hen dudes are just as... But the number oh, of times I've worse. been out, when I, had a, when I, I was a little bit more recognisable... I was doing doing stuff on TV. I'd be out if there was a hen night, and it would be fat, horrible women with tattooed legs and horny devil horns on, <laughs> and um, uh, learner plates on, and um, marital aids strapped to them. <laughs> Oh, my mate has bet me a Bacardi Breezer that I can't get you in the toilet and give you a... I said, well, yeah, you're not gone in. Now jog on, love. And they want to latch on to you. I was like, right, we're going round. She's getting married, right, because she loves them so much. She's going to try and find out how many blokes she can snog in one night. (laughs) It was four weeks ago. I, I was in a bar four weeks ago. Don't ever do it, Kelly. Don't Kels, ever don't. do it. Yeah, marriage. No, yes, yes. Lady comes up to me Hello. and says, 
Hello there, dog. Uh, no, she says, <laughs> don't hello. Bring the, don't bring the show into it. We know that. Don't bring the show into it. She said to me, we're on a hen do. Okay, I'm getting married. Well, I presume you are getting married, as it's your hen do. All right, mate, and I need down. to get uh, some underpants off somebody. Oh. Can I have your underpants? I said, you what, love? Can I have your underpants? I said, why would you want them? Oh, I've got to get ten bits of clothing, and that's one of them. How tacky is I that? I have to do that. I think I had to do a pole Ooh, dance in the street on a, um, like a bus stop or something. That was yesterday, Catherine, and <laughs> I, I, bought you, I bought you a cup of coffee, as I said I would. <laughs> we got some texts in this. Uh, Ian, I got gaffer taped to a tree naked and buckets of cold water thrown over me in Hitchin Town Centre. <laughs> this is Peter. Um, Richard and Flittick came to Dunstable yesterday afternoon having an ice cream by Gary Cooper, your new home and children play area. Off-road motorcycle, no helmet, cut through at speed, just missing the kids and did a wheelie. I'll really look forward to seeing that when we go there. Um, Justin, I guess yes. you could take stags to the street. Yeah, How no make problem. make it a bit different, Catherine? Put a spin on it. Stags. Harmless fun. Or show his... No, um... Show us your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Too much bum or harmless fun. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. yeah, I like that. Yeah, Justin, we'll speak to you in a bit later on. Yeah, because we're going to play um, um, uh, "What's the Story" morning glory as well. Oh, excellent! We'll play that a bit later. Okay, mate. Cheers, my dear. See you Talk later. later. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. He's going to be working hard this morning. So, this is what I don't like: runners and charity workers, uh, and you combine it, and this lot deserve everything they got. Yeah, you don't like them because they're fit and also um, good <sighs> members of society. Well, oxymoron, fun runners. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Phil says... Uh, to, to, oh, I, like, I, I like having the text in front of me. This is great. Yeah, well... We... My stag night involved a pub crawl in Camden and Kentish Town. I know all of those boozers, Phil. <laughs> the subsequent divorce celebration 21 years later lasted four days. Oh, I bet it did. That, that's what we can do. Uh, d- 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 spin it. How did you celebrate your divorce? You how, get cards now and everything. How did you celebrate your divorce? Charity fun runners who had trained for a 10-kilometre event, were left exhausted after a mix-up sent them on a detour that added three kilometres to their route. Serves them right. They want the sad trombone for that. <laughs> the blunder is thought to have been caused by a marshal at a junction who took a toilet break oh. <laughs> instead of directing runners and left hundreds to go the wrong way. So instead of standing going, up there... Up that way, no, up that way, he carry had, on. He literally had one job. <laughs> so, <laughs> some 300 continued past the unmanned checkpoint oh, no. and ran nearly two extra miles. Many were said to have been walking at the end with some in tears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the 900 competitors raising money for the British Heart Foundation followed the right route. Bournemouth Borough Council, which organised the uh, fun run, apologised. Some were in tears. I don't get... Sometimes we take we get up early on a Sunday and we take the kids out for a walk through the woods or something, because if the weather's not... And there are people there running, and there are mums running with, like, sports buggies, pushing their baby. Oh, it's horrible. I hate it. I can't run. I can only run if I'm late for something or someone's chasing me. (laughs) We do do that funny run across the road. If we're going across the road and a car comes, you kind of do a bit of a jog, but it's not actually moving any faster, and then you stop, you carry on walking. You're doing the running arms, but your legs are going in the normal place. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Queuing traffic on the M1 going south, there's a lane closed because of an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 going anti-clockwise, that's heavy from Junction 21 for the M1 around to 19 for Watford, also building up from 17 at Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. The A5 going south, that's slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 at Redbourne. Boreham Wood on the A1 going south, they're queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. On the trains, London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley because of a broken down train earlier, some cancellations and the circle line suspended. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. So your stag and hen do nightmares. Also, how did you celebrate the end of the relationship? 08459 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron launches election manifesto today. More legal action over St Albans rail freight plans and Bletchley Park notebook sells for over $1 million. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative election manifesto with a promise to extend the right to buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. Mr Cameron will say the Tories are the party of working people, as Carol Walker reports. David Cameron will say the Conservatives have dreamed of building a property-owning democracy for generations. He'll say a future Conservative government would extend the right-to-buy scheme, which was hugely popular when it was first launched by Margaret Thatcher in 1980. The Tory manifesto will include a plan to give 1.3 million housing association tenants the chance to buy their homes at a discount of at least 35%. It will be paid for by requiring councils to sell off their most expensive properties when tenants move and replace them with affordable homes. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. The council is opposing development of the former Radlett Aerodrome site in Park Street. The internet watchdog, the IWF, has warned that easily accessible photo-sharing websites are being used to distribute large numbers of images of child abuse. The sites are meant for people's holiday and family photos. Fifteen firefighters were called to a blaze at a warehouse in Milton Keynes last night after a forklift truck caught fire. The incident in Brownsworth Avenue in Brinklow happened just after 8pm. A notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing is sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. The handwritten notes date from 1942, when Turing worked on deconstructing the German Enigma code. Regina Vadianathan reports. It took just two minutes of bidding for the 56-page notebook to go under the hammer for more than a million dollars. Described by auctioneers as an insight into the work of a genius, it contains the detailed mathematical and computer science notes of Alan Turing and is believed to be the only extensive manuscript of his work to exist. Turing left the notebook to a friend after he died in 1954. It's unclear who bought the manuscript, but many hope its new owner will put it on public display. 
The contract to build the so-called Woodside Link Road in Bedfordshire has been awarded to Balfour Beatty. The road will link Hatton Regis and Dunstable to the new junction 11A of the M1, joining the A5M1 link, which is already being built. The Woodside Link is scheduled to open in the autumn of 2016. In sport, England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua, with Ian Bell top scoring with 143. And there are matches tonight for MK Dons at Fleet Wood, Wickham at home to Exeter, Stevenage at home to Portsmouth and Luton away to Dagenham. The weather, cloud clearing to leave a warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature today, 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's not mess around. Let's get straight into it. Across beds, hearts and Let's get straight into it. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. No news. Not necessarily good news for you, dear listener. Good news for Catherine and myself. Catherine's in my studio. Yeah. We are unshackled by the uh, bounds of news today. There's just no news, so we decided... So we we didn't want to make any up, so... No. It was either not do the show make up news stories or come in and just um, um, uh, mess around. And they wouldn't let us not do the show. No, I, we checked, trust me. Boy, oh boy, we checked. First person to uh, resist a Madonna kiss, or rather, not like one. Oh, this now, this is weird. I don't know who, who Drake is. I thought it was Nick Drake. No, he's a uh, doing-it-wrong singer, Drake. I don't know what that means. Sing something called doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, oh, you don't put it, it there. You put it there. You That's do. where you put it. Yeah, it's like you've heard it. OK. Everyone knows there are certain rules in life, OK? Yes. If you are at the, the dinner table, you don't eat with your mouth full. Sorry? Sorry, you don't speak with your you mouth full. You don't eat with your mouth full? How, no wonder your kids are so thin. Don't, Poor kids. You don't speak with your Bless mouth full. Bless them. Let them eat with their mouth full. If someone waves you through at the lights, you go across their knees to chest. These are rules. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. You go across their knees Sorry, to chest. Sorry, I need a Beecham's, like, now. Stephanie, what does that mean? You go across their... No, 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 no. If right, someone, if beckons someone waved you across the lights... You go across their knees to chest. As a pedestrian, you know, don't, yeah. don't dawdle, knees to chest. What does that mean? You know, like this. Flip, you're... How much medication have you taken? Not enough. You're only supposed to take night nurse when you go to bed. <laughs> And if Madonna kisses you, you're grateful. You marry her. And, and you adopt an African child. You'll probably sell some more records. Yeah. That's the way it's done. Yeah. Madonna might be one of the most successful pop stars of all time, but not everyone looks pleased to be embraced by the Queen of Pop. That's no embrace. She is sucking his face. Yeah. Just weeks after her ungraceful tumble at the Brit Awards, oh, she fell over. Uh, or did she? Yeah, she did. I saw it. She was in the limelight again, this time for stealing a kiss from a man young enough to be her son. Well, she does it in private, why not on stage? Yeah. The material girl, 56, in case you're wondering, planted a passionate peck, wasn't a peck, on the lips of doing she, it wrong singer Drake. She did what we used to call at school a French kiss, or uh, to break that down for you guys, a kiss with tongues. Mm -hmm. But it looked a bit more like that scene in Alien. Yeah. But, so but he did a face afterwards, like the face that kids do when their auntie kisses them. That oh, and he actually oh. hop, he clutches at his mouth as if he's had the most disgusting thing ever pushed now, in there. Now, fair play, she might have done a little spit in there, <laughs> or she might have had um, she might have done it. She might have. This is what I think happened. She's getting on a bit. 
She's nervous going on stage after that fall, OK? Nerves, she's anxious, her stomach's going. She feels it rising. We've all been in a position where we feel, the, we feel we're going to be sick. She can't be sick on stage. Oh, stop it. It's weeks, five past seven. Weeks after tumbling off at the Brits, she's got to get rid of it somewhere. Drake, depository. That's all I'm saying. And that's why he, he looks like he's going to be sick, because, well... Do we do worse kisses? Always do worse kisses, yeah. Um, but did he know it was going to happen? Because if it was choreographed, then... I think if you're getting on the stage with Madonna, no. you, can, you can pretty much be sure it's going to happen. Well, yeah, OK, she's like 40 years younger than, than him. Older. That's older than him. That's like if um, I got on a stage uh, with, I don't know, who's quite young here? Alice Glossop, yeah. right? So me and Alice Glossop are doing the BBC Three Counties um, uh, uh, Children in Need appeal, right? And me and Alice get on and I just walk over to her and I French kiss her with tongues <laughs> and she hasn't... We haven't rehearsed it we have we haven't yeah but then that she then she would be in her right to mime being sick and to launch a formal complaint but last time i checked like showing your crotch and french kissing people wasn't part of your act it's all of madonna's act but still that's no 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 that's that all right sometimes she sings a bit in between have we learned nothing from many of the high profile cases one i really want to mention but i can't quite remember how it ended up so i won't yeah um, that you can't go around doing that kind of stuff. But She's out of order. That's what Madonna does. No! Her new song's all right, actually. Is it? Sorry? Is it, though? Yeah, it's all right. I quite like it. I tell you what, I like that new Chic song. I do. It sounds like old Chic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's new Chic sounds like old Chic. Yeah, it's Chic good. to Chic, isn't it? Should we play a song now? No. Do you want to? Yeah. Why, you ran out of stuff to say? Yeah. I'm just warming up. Yeah, good idea. I was running out of steam.
We've come up with the best phone in ever, I think. If Madonna snogged you, <clears throat> which Madonna would you be thinking of? I would be thinking of, and we've just confirmed this, I would be thinking of in bed with Madonna Madonna. Yes. Where she had, like, she was cute, she had kind of short curly hair, and I think she had um, the, the pointy um, breasticles. I thought that was more long hair. Oh, no, I th- yeah, because it was a there hairpiece, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's the Madonna I'd be thinking. Who would you go for? Like a virgin Madonna? So many to choose from. Let me just... Uh... Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. You can text eight, one, three. I quite like Ray of Light, three. Madonna. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. I like... Uh, I, I could think of um, La Isla Bonita. I've got that dress. Wowzers. Good morning, says uh, Graham in Bedford. Uh, I have been a best man five times and organised all the stag parties. Always put thought into it and I don't understand the mindless stuff that happens. One time I convinced the groom we were to play in a cricket match. He appeared in the hotel lobby dressed in full cricket whites only to see... This is quite nice. Only to see us dressed in army camouflage and we took him paintballing. That's quite a nice one. Nice. So he's dressed completely in white yeah. and he's getting paintballed. From Graham, P.S. I, though, have never been married. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a fun... That's kind of a fun prank. Exactly. It's not... Cr- There's no There's nudity. There's cruelty there because paintballs hurt. There's no sexual humiliation. I'd love to go paintballing. It's kind of, we've kind of missed the paint, but I used to love Quasar. Quasar. I love Quasar. Serious fun with a laser gun. Quasar. Dry ice. We once went, me and my mates, my mate Conan and uh, loads of other mates, we were at college, we were 21, we went in North London, it was in Turnpike Lane, and um, it's now an Indian cinema, or it was, I think it's probably a a, a Pentecostal church now. We, uh, thank you Kelly, Uh, and we turned up, right, and we didn't have quite enough to take a full game. So we had to split the game with someone. Yeah. 12-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> so it was uh, It was brilliant. Honestly, it was the most fun. It was us, a load of blokes in our uh, early 20s. I think we were probably drunk or something. Uh, versus a load of 12 year olds who won the kids <laughs> but we were allowed to, you're allowed to set your own music and we had um, I think like uh, the Star Wars um, music oh, it was flipping brilliant they wouldn't allow that now a load of 20 year olds to shoot guns at, at kids they wouldn't have, political wrongness gone correct political yeah. madness oh, what is it I think it's just gone politically correct that's that. the one that's the one by the way good morning sir good morning to you too we also want your divorce celebrations as well yeah, because yeah. sometimes it's the end of the relationship that's the uh, one that you want to um, party about oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Um uh, Jill who's a regular contributor to the show when my hubby heard which Madonna would it be he said the fall of Madonna with the big boobies <laughs> that, well that was uh, Madonna at the Brits wasn't it oh <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I, Phil says, I would think of Justin in a comb bra. If that doesn't kill the moment, nothing will. I don't think we're trying to kill the moment. Uh, 08459 Mad- uh, Kelly, if you had to snog Madonna, which Madonna would you be thinking of? 1980s. So, like, like a virgin stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that was kind of... Um, she was oh, dressed no, in she used a, to smoke, then. She was dressed in a lace curtain, wasn't yeah. she? On a boat. Highly flammable. Yeah. I quite Highly like the, bl- the blonde ambition thing. I think I'm there. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Grand find. Oh, we'll do it in a minute. Look, we're, we thought we wouldn't fill the show. I've got more stuff than we need for the show. We'll do this in a minute. We'll play Truth or Dare. If she, most of you guys won't know what that is. Not Truth or Dare. That's the Madonna film. We'll play um, uh, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Yes. Most of you won't know this because you don't listen to the the great lost first hour of the show. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Or you can text 81333, start your text 3CR. Let's get the trav. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 going south between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport, still a lane closed because of an accident, uh, queuing traffic from Toddington services. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford, also between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Chesant going south on the A10, that's building up between the Great Cambridge Road at Turnford and the M25 at Enfield. Uh, also on the A1 at Borehamwood going south, uh, queuing into Holiday Inn from and Stirling Corner. On London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley and the Circle Line is suspended because of a signal failure. I'm Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. 7.15. It's Tuesday the 14th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the right-to-buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against the planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park co-breaker, Alan Turing, has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of there, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. are also asking, when have you used kitchen utensils? Kitchen utensils for a purpose other than what they were intended. Yeah. David says uh, on Twitter, I used two fish slices as tyre levers to change a bike tyre before. You should be using teaspoons. Teaspoons to take tyres off. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Little teaspoons. And uh, Claire says, um, I'd go for the Evita Madonna. No one goes for the Evita Madonna. Claire's got, she likes the old-fashioned look. She's too buttoned up. Dr Watts! Yes? What you got for us, boss? Good morning. It's got to be tablespoons, number one, for tyres. Yeah, old tablespoons. You got, yeah, that's what I meant, not teaspoons. Thank you, Dr Watts. Hey, I found a new spoon in my drawer. Oh, yeah. It's Right, it's like a dessert spoon, but it's massive. Oh, so, but it's not too big that you would use it to scoop food out of a, a, a bowl to put on a plate. It's not like a ladle or something. It's, a des- it's like a big dessert spoon. I've never noticed this before. I've got my great-grandmother's spoon. Oh, what? And it used to be plated, but now it's gone all, like, rough and it's a bit bent and it's got a oh, bit Oh, don't of... be so rude about your great-grandmother. <laughs> it's her spoon. Why have you got her spoon? I don't know. I didn't realise it was her spoon. I've been using it to open paint tins with and stuff. When you, and now um, I'm a bit more reverential. When you open paint tins with it, do you feel closer to her? Yeah, it's what she would have done. Yeah, yeah she's looking she over your shoulder. She was a single woman at the time when you didn't bring up kids on your own. Wow. She was a hard Something Northern to be proud of, is it? Oh, I, yeah. Doctor Watts. Yes, mate. And I've got to say, Papa don't preach, Madonna. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that, Madonna. Let me have a little look. Papa. Papa don't preach. All right, mate. Yeah. Come on. Papa don't preach. All right, mate. Come. <laughs> uh, Papa don't. Pr- oh yeah, yeah. It's the blonde ambition. Yeah, um, the little beauty spot. Yeah, yeah. The, the Marilyn Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair play, fair play. Is that it? 
It's the pixie cut that does it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, she's, yeah, it's she was... And people forget... And I, I, you know, I don't care if she, she wants to dress like a, an old prostitute. She's more than... Well, I couldn't care less. Um, but people well, forget... done the right out of it, isn't she? Well, exactly, Cher. People forget that, she, you know, she was, um, she was a, a, a true icon well, of the 80s. And Cher has shown us how far you can go with a neck curtain and a sequin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Dr Watts? No, that's it, mate. Cheers, my dears. Have a good day. Let's go to Philip in South Norwood. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ian. What? Good morning, Catherine. Hi, Ed. Um, I want to meet Madonna. Oh, I don't. I don't want to kiss her. I want to play baseball with her. Excuse him, why you yeah. want to? You want to get to? Hang on a minute. Is this you want to get to second base with her? Oh well, yeah. I I, I love her in that film, A League of Their Own, and I just love to play a game of baseball. Oh, we we, we got a big baseball field up near where I live. What you live in America? You no, live no, in no, South no, Norwood, no, mate. Teams in Croydon, and and we've got a, a, a council pitch, it's, it's made out, it's a, a round shot in Croydon, and all the teams come from Europe later on in the season and, yeah. and play there, and it, it's it's fantastic. Because you know if you build it, they will come. Well, that's what, yeah, what they say. Can I say one other thing? Mm. I bet it's going to be quite boring. No, no, it's quite interesting. Oh, go on then. If go any on. of your listeners yeah. are in London on Thursday afternoon oh. at three o'clock... He's going to plug another radio I, station. I, 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 I know you, you... We're all friends, aren't we, all in the radio not station? Not with BBC London. They, they said they'd give me a job and they didn't. Oh, well, you come down Thursday with your dog outside Broadcasting House. Philip, doing... say hello to Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Hello, then, Philip. How are you? Uh, well, I was going to say something rude then, but no, I won't. Oh, have you got a dog, Dennis? No, I haven't. Oh, well, uh, well anyway, you know, tell your friends, come down to Broadcasting House Thursday, 3 o'clock. We're doing the dog show live outside Broadcasting House. I've got to bring a dog, have I? Well, no, you can come down yourself and see the show. Right, I'm a dog anyway, so... Yeah. Anyway, Ian, tell all, you, tell all your listeners, bring your dogs. Bring your dogs, right. Bring your dogs. Bring your dogs. Yes. OK. All my listeners, please bring your dogs. <laughs> Madonna. Oh, dear God. Where did you get that? What, what are you going on that silly old cow about? Who? Madonna. Oh, Madonna, yeah, she was great in that film, wasn't she? A League of Their Own. I don't know, no. I've never seen it. Gina Davis. It, it, it's a film about when the, in America, when the men went out to war. Yes. The, the, the women played baseball. They took over all the baseball games, you see. Yes. It's the story of what happened when the women's leagues formed in America. It's a brilliant film. It's, it, I think it's one of the... You know, one of the uh, Tom Hanks is in it. Uh, he plays the, uh, the drunken coach. Well, that's fine, but Madonna's never... She never rung my bell. Oh, no, she, she, and she ain't rung my bell either. My door knocker either, no. But, um, you know, yeah, I think, you know, she's, she's done some good stuff, but, uh, you know, not always. No, she copies people, that's a problem. Uh, well... Well, I, I fell down the stairs when I went out with the people from three counties. Yeah. She copied me a week later. Did she? Yes, I think so. I didn't hear that. Was it on the nose? I didn't hear no, that. No, she fell on the backside at the uh, oh, awards. Oh, she thing. did. Yes, she did, didn't she? Yeah, well, I'd shown her how to do it the week before. Oh, what, you, 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 you were a stuntman? No, no, I wasn't a stunt. <laughs> Ian and, and were helping me down the stairs after seeing the show, after uh, seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, right, yes. And I'm such a staggering old devil now. Because they're doing a sequel. They fell over they're backwards. Gonna, <laughs> they're going to make a sequel to the Fifty Shades of Grey down my local B&Q. Well, might as well, because that first lot was absolute rubbish. Yeah, it was yeah. More, that red room where they, all this stuff was, there was no more exciting than my garage. Oh, well, it'll be best they'll film the sequel in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got to go to somebody at the front door.
There's a man who plays the game of life so well. Ooh, there's such a man. His thoughts you can never tell. Ooh, and it's just the way he thought it would be. Cause the day has come for him to be free. Then he laughs, he kicks, then rolls up his sleeves. I'm alive and I'm here forever. Song. This song on the records I liberated from the basement from Pipes of Peace. This is the man. This, I've never heard this song. This is when those guys were still talking. Hey! Well, one of them can't, mate, and the other one's dead. Uh huh? Hey. McCartney and uh, Jackson. Yeah. Side two, track one, side two, Pipes of Peace, the man. I like that. It's cheesy, but it's good. We've got some texts, loads of different stuff. Uh, uh, the anonymous says, I'll have Get Into the Groove, Madonna, please. We're not giving them away. 
It's the one you would think of if no. he was sn- snogging you. We're giving them away. You, you can claim... <laughs> yeah, we're giving them away. That's what we'll do. You, we're giving them away, Kelly. If anyone wants to claim their Madonna, but then put them yeah, straight yeah, through. It's going to be a fight over the blonde ambition. We are giving away uh, Madonnas and uh, Anonymous. I'm afraid you can't have Get Into The Groove, Madonna, because we don't know who you are, I'm afraid. Uh, Maff says, Morning, Maff. I once had to use a fish slice in a slightly different manner. It was still for a fish, but not in a culinary way. Oh. It was to scrape a dead goldfish off the skirting board after it suicidally leapt from its bowl and fell behind the unit. They do that. But to use a fish slice, math, that's so disrespectful. That's like um, scraping up a, a, a dead person with a man slice. Can't think of an equivalent. You just made me think of something I've regretted over the last couple of days. Man slice? No. Leaving a dead body behind? Yes. Where? I went to the doctor's. Took oh, my mate, I'm so sorry. three-year-old for yep. her injections on Friday. Yep. Didn't tell her till we got into the doctor. Yes! And then I said, it would just be like Dr Range. Yeah. It wasn't. It was a bit more painful than that. Anyway, but while we were sitting there, I said, oh, let's distract her. We'll sit near the fish tank. Yeah. I noticed about three dead ones. Oy, fish are so difficult to look after. I was so busy distracting her with the fish and yeah. trying not her not to see the floaty ones that I forgot to tell the receptionist. And now I'm thinking it's my fault yeah. that those fish were there. She could have saved them. Oh, fish are uh, are weird pets. They're so hard to keep hold of. Like bars of soap. (laughs) (laughs) Linda, Linda, she's yours. The hunting, fishing, shooting, lady of the manor, English accent, Madonna. Linda, she's yours. We are, of course, why did we not think of this two and a half years ago when I started this gig? Two and a half years. Where did they go? Um, down the pan. We are giving away Madonnas. Call in and claim your Madonna. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still issues on the M1 going south, the lane closed and queuing traffic uh, between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. You'll find congestion from Toddington Services. The M25 anti-clockwise busy between Junction 21 for the M1 around 219 for Watford and 17 at Maple Cross, 216 for the M40. The A5 going south is slow between Lynch Hill and Redbourne. And Borehamwood, the A1 southbound, uh, queuing traffic there between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. On London Midland, still a reduced service because of a broken down train between Bedford and Bletchley. Some services replaced by buses in London. The Circle District and Hammersmith and City Lines all showing severe delays because of a signal failure. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with the promise to extend the right to buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. And a World War II notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua. Ian Bell led the recovery from 34 for three with 143. It's nice. I mean, you want to score as many runs as you can for England. I love playing for England. You know, putting on the shirt in any format is is what you always want to do. So to come out and score runs in a in a 
big test series for us, but on day one, when, like I said, there's a bit of nerves around, was just what I wanted to do. In football, there are more key promotion matches for four of our sides tonight. In League One, third-placed MK Dons go to playoff hopefuls Fleetwood. Samir Carruthers is suspended, with the Dons awaiting news on skipper Dean Lewington's scan following a knee injury. In League Two, third-placed Wickham host Exeter. Stevenage in the playoff places are at home to managerless Portsmouth. Here's the Borough boss, Graham Westley. Well, every game is um, is big in a season. The opening day here against Hartlepool was a, was a big game. It's three points, and every three points needs winning. You've got to work really hard to, to bank the points, to, to earn the right to the points, and we'll have to go to work again on Tuesday, and it's not going to be easy. You know, but it's back-to-back home games, which is far better than playing back-to-back away games. And Luton, who are running out of games as they chase a playoff place, go to John Still's former club, Dagenham. I'm looking forward to going back. I've been back to watch games, but so many friends there, on and off the pitch. It's not a fixture that I'd pick, but... There's only one aim, obviously, to, 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 to win, to try and win as we did at home, play the best we can and take whatever we can from the game, hopefully three points. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. And in the Premier League last night, Liverpool beat Newcastle 2-0 to leave Brendan Rodgers' side four points behind fourth-place Manchester City in the chase for Champions League places. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Justin. Gizar. Did you see, you may not have seen this, I was involved last night in a little Twitter conversation with rock stars. Yeah, I was going to bring this up, actually. Yes, mate. Uh, because, um, well, I'll tell you what, you tell your story oh. first, and then I'm going to hit you with some hardcore ev. Oh. Oh, blimey. All right, so David Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby and Nash, Crosby. Stills and Nash. I've made myself laugh. Uh, And the birds. He's nuts, right? He's brilliant. He's so... And if there are... I don't know if there are any other celebrities that do this just when they're bored. You get celebrities who've got a new album coming out. Do you know of any other celebrities, Kales, that do this? When they've got an album coming out, they'll have a hashtag ask Mick Jagger or hashtag ask um, Liam from One Direction and you you ask them questions and they'll answer it. Or their PR Yoko does it every Friday. Does she? Yeah. Oh, good for her. Okay. Well, David Crosby, when he's bored, he'll just answer questions. And uh, people send them music. What do you think of my music? I go, rubbish. Um, what is this song about? Why did you write this song? What, what, what drugs did you take? He'll, he'll answer nearly all of them. And he's answered loads of my questions. Answered the question about Mama Cass the other day. What was Mama Cass like? Uh, answered que- and last night, I what asked... What was she like? Um, uh, uh, strung out, talented, beautiful, funny, lonely. Oh. Yeah, I know. What, what we thought. It gives you stuff like that, and it's brilliant. It's, it's so much fun, right? So last night I asked him, he used to do a lot of drugs. He's famous, was a drug, became a drug addict. His first autobiography is incredible. He became addicted to crack. And to try and um, save him, of course they were enabling him, uh, Nash and Stills, during their concerts, they would do solo songs that so that he could go off and smoke crack. He would go off, and then it ended, it ended with a really famous car chase where he was being chased by the police off his face and he had a really sad story, really tragic story. Um, but I asked him last night, who was the best person to take acid with? Which is, you know, the, the hallucinogenic drug they took in the 60s. And he went, oh, Roger McGuinn, the lead singer of The Birds. Right. 
Then suddenly, Roger McGuinn messages him and me saying, hey, David, do you remember this trip? And they got a picture of this building from the 60s. And David Crosby goes, yeah, yeah, I remember sitting up on the roof with you. And Roger then replies, yeah, yeah, you told me to stop smoking. And I did stop smoking. I'm in the middle of a conversation between Roger McGuinn of the Birds and David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Crosby, Stills, Nash. Uh, uh, Crosby and Nash. Crosby and the Birds. You were like Scylla. You'd brought them it together. Was, it was amazing. And I've sat there going, this is the coolest thing ever. This is the coolest thing ever. Two rock heroes are having a little reminisce about when they took LSD because of me. Mm, it's quality. Give us the hard ev, Just. OK, last week we had a conversation about great bands from the 1960s. I put forward the birds, and you said no, they yeah. were rubbish. Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And there you were last night saying, oh, look at me with Roger. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, no, well, no, I'm, st I'm not denying that the birds are rubbish. In fact, mm -hmm. I sent them a DM saying, Roger, I'll be honest, mate, the birds yeah. are a little bit pony. <laughs> that was, uh, that Did wasn't... you start it with good story, by the way? Yeah. But... Yeah. Great story, guys. I've but, just got to say yeah, yeah. that the, uh, the, the birds are a little bit rubbish. Mm. And he said, yeah, thanks for the feedback, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> but is, is this something to do? Now, you mentioned the curse of the programme about people dying when you mentioned them. Oh, gosh, them, but, not Roger uh, well, McGuinn and no, David no, Crosby. Not, 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 not Roger, but um, you, we mentioned Roger last week and the band. Yep. and his music. I said they were great. You said they are rubbish. A week later, Special Powers, you're having a yeah, conversation maybe. out of nowhere yeah. with Roger. There could be something in that. Yep. They've, got, they've got a handful of good songs. Can, can I play one for you now, Justin? Of course you can, yeah. Have some of this. Abstract drift. 
I may, I may have to reevaluate the, the the birds back catalogue yeah. now that I'm best friends <laughs> yes. with uh, Roger McGregor. Kelly, you typed something on the screen, but I've lost the ability to write, so you're going to have to say it. To write. <clears throat> yeah, to write you an email saying that I can't be bothered to read that. <laughs> All the music that is played on Ian Lee's show goes onto his iPlayer page, so you can have a listen. I don't know what the iPlayer. Pa- I genuinely don't yeah, know. You what do. But you know, the sad thing about that is that you won't hear the vinyl because this is mostly vinyl this morning. It's, it's pretty much all vinyl today, yeah. apart from Stan Freeberg. It's good. Yeah. Now, why did we send Justin out on stags? What was the story, Kath? Uh, because someone got uh, driven off in a taxi in Spain and ended up 20, 20 hours later stumbling to the British consulate in Barcelona, having been lost. He'd gone 100 miles. Thanks a bunch, guys. So we're talking about uh, stag, the horror that is the stag. Um, but we're also asking you about um, your divorce celebrations because some people do that these days too. But Justin, you've been out on the streets talking about stags exclusively, haven't you? Yeah, exclusively, absolutely. I think the question was, uh, which you set me earlier on, stag do's, harmless fun or too much bum? Um, so we've been asking that question this morning and also for people's stories of what can potentially go wrong at these stag do's. It seems like everybody this morning has got a story. Here's what happened. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Sir, stag do's, harmless fun, or too much bum? Uh, it's too much bum. That's yeah, great feedback. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, I um, went out on somebody else's stag do. Um, had a good night. Don't remember a lot about it. And then um, I woke up and I thought, well, where's this house? I don't recognise this. And I was laying on a sea in somebody's house. Whose so, house? I don't know. I what don't, do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I just literally got up and walked out, and then I, I didn't even know where I was. And so, I didn't <laughs> found my way home. <laughs> so, so, so you you could have been in the home of a murderer. Still to this day, you don't know, don't know whose home that was. No, that's right. What about your mates? Where were they? I don't know. No, but I just literally got up and tried to find my whereabouts, and eventually did. And I still, to this day, can't even remember where that place was. <laughs> You're a nutter. Thanks very much. Okay, no problem. Sir, on your brother's stag do, um, unfortunately he got knocked out. But um, he knocks himself out. Yeah, uh, fell forward, headbutted the bar, and that was him out cold. KO'd for the rest of the night, yeah. <laughs> what time did that happen? I think that was about 11 o'clock, so it wasn't too bad. He'd got since about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so he'd done six hours, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think, we shouldn't be laughing, but do you think stag do's are harmless fun or too much bum? Depends what you get up to, I suppose. You know, so, I mean, if it's just a carry-on and a laugh and a drink with the lads, yeah, but some people take it too far. At the end of the day, I mean, you're going to marry somebody, so you, you kind of have to behave yourself, I suppose, when you're on the stag do. Yeah. Clearly your brother didn't. OK, thank you very much. <laughs> Blimey. I mean, they, that last one sounded grim, Just. The thing is, boss, you know, I have to say, some things you set me when I go onto the streets are very, very hard to, to get stories and opinions on. That was so, so easy. I think every single bloke listening this morning would have either had a, a stag do himself or been on one, and every stag do has a story. 
OK, we're going to make it tough for you. Go on. We're giving away Madonnas. OK. Which, which Madonna do people want to claim? Uh, are you asking me or are you asking well, the streets? Well you, well, you take it to the streets, but you too, because you work at the BBC, you get first dibs. Which yeah. Madonna would you like to claim? I've got... Um, mm-hmm. What was the, the name of that thing I just said? In Bed With Madonna. I, I'm In Bed With Madonna. That's the one I've got. In Bed With Madonna. Of yeah. course, I was dressed up as Madge uh, a couple of weeks I ago. I think that's what planted the seed. Yes. Um, for me, <laughs> uh, for me personally, it's uh, Like A Prayer Madonna. Oh, Dark Hair Madonna. Dark Hair, yeah. yeah. Brunette. I'm a brunette type of guy. Uh, lovely dress on and she was behind bars as well so for me it's uh, like a prayer madonna why, why hang on a minute what, what's the, why is the prison scenario it was the way she was holding onto the bars it looked quite sexy this reminded you of your, your time doing bird yes justin speak to you later thanks good work mate thank you like a cage beast. Like a ca- <laughs> Hopefully it remains caged. Have you got anything in the papers? Yeah. By the way, if you've just tuned in and you're wondering, uh, we have got no stories today at all. Well, one. I'm We're going to do the 10-2, aren't we? Are we? Let do you want to? Let me have a little look at the 10-2. Or not. Nah. All right. We'll you, you reckon? Produce, produce. We'll, we'll stand it down. Let's, uh, we, we've got the vibe now. It would ruin the vibe. We've okay. got literally no stories. There was nothing in the papers. And, and some uh, uh, BBC local radio stations would make up stories. Uh, we're not going to do that. So we're just going through the papers and we're just chatting. You're more than welcome to join in. 08459 455. We've got the first divorce celebration through. Oh, yeah. We, so we, we talked about stags. Um, but how did you celebrate your divorce or your relationship breakup? Right. Lisa Hunter on, t- on Twitter says. Lisa's good, isn't she? Always, always gives good tweets. She sold her wedding ring for six. 60 quid to a local jeweller in Boreham Wood and had a mighty fine takeaway. Get in there! I bet there are at least two bottles of wine involved with that. Well done. 08459 455555 for yours. Uh, This is something that caught my eye. Don't ask me why. His turn in Doctor Who was among the shortest incarnations of the Time Lord in the programme's 52-year-old history. Sorry. Sorry. Now, Christopher Eccleston seems to have revealed the reason for his speedy departure. The 51-year-old actor suggested he fell out with the bosses over his decision to play the character with a northern accent. Oh, dear. Plays all his characters with the Northern accent. That's what he does. He's from Salford. Eccleston, pictured, who grew up in Salford, was a huge. And he's not as good as he thinks. And the first Doctor after the show, but was revived in 2005 when he stayed for just 13 episodes. (laughs) Asked about his departure, he told Radio Times, "I wanted to move him away from RP, received pronunciation for the first time, because we shouldn't make a correlation between intellect and accent." Oh, for goodness' sake! He added, "I have no ill feeling towards the character or the series." That's just why, whenever he's interviewed about it, apart from this time, he walks out of. The interview. Does he? Yeah. He's previously hinted about a row with the show's bosses saying, I didn't agree with the way things were being run or like the culture that grew up around the series. Eccleston's from a working class family and has also claimed there's an inequality in the acting world with an increase in privately educated stars such as Oscar winning Eddie Redmayne. He says he still feels insecure, added, uh, I was awkward looking and skinny with an accent as I still am. People liked it though, didn't they? I've that heard. That was his thing. His, I've it? heard stories. He was um, quite hard work. Oh, really? On on that, quite hard work. Do you think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder? I wouldn't like to say, but yeah. Mm. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's get some Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Still problems on the M1 going south. Uh, a lane closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport after an accident. A long queue there from Flitwick. The M25 clockwise, a lane blocked and a queue just before Junction 22 for St Albans. Also anti-clockwise, another lane blocked by a breakdown just before Junction 16 for the M40. You'll find a queue from Kings Langley. It's heavy as well between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. The A5 going south, that's very busy between Lynch Hill and Redbourne. The A1M much heavier than normal, very slow heading south between St Albans and the M25. Uh, Borehamwood, the A1 going south, queuing from Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. And on London Midland, a reduced service from Bedford to Bletchley because of a broken down train earlier. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 14th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the Right to Buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park co-breaker, Alan Turing, has sold at auction in New York for over $1 million. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Well, some low cloud around, but that is clearing away and we are looking at plenty in the way of sunshine today and feeling very warm this afternoon, especially with those light winds. Temperatures reaching up to 23 degrees today, 73 in Fahrenheit, a good 10 degrees above average for the time of year. Generally dry and clear this evening and overnight too, with those light winds continuing. Relatively mild despite the clear skies, temperatures only dipping to maybe 8 to 10 degrees, 46 in Fahrenheit. And then for tomorrow, dry, very warm and sunny for all areas with light winds perhaps a little bit more in the way of cloud by the afternoon and temperatures could reach 24, maybe even 25 degrees 77 in Fahrenheit becoming cooler and a bit cloudier for Thursday and Friday but remaining dry and fine and that's the case for the weekend as well and that's your forecast Thank you The General Election on the BBC On Thursday the 16th of April I'm going to be joined by the party leaders for a live televised election debate Leaders from Labour, the SNP, Plaid Cymru, UKIP and the Green Party. Our studio audience are going to be asking the questions and the party leaders will debate their policies and election promises live on air. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. Join me, David Dimbleby, for the BBC Election Debate 2015, Thursday night at 8, live on BBC One and BBC One HD. Good morning, sir. John McCorrick. John McCorrick.
Häuser. John McCrick. Victor's on the line. Morning, Victor. Hi, Ian. Hello, Victor. What you got? I got a story about a, a stag night that I thought I'd got away with. Go on, Victor. Tell us about it. Right. 1989, I was in partnership with a guy in St Albans. We had a small fabrication shop. Now, let, let me just stop you there. You say partnership. Um, is Was it a homosexual partnership? Yeah, yeah not quite. Not quite. And if <laughs> no. you're, in, you're in fabrications, what, you work for the Sun? What was that? No, no, it's still fabrication, still buildings and that. OK, thank you very much. Just to clarify, thank you. Thanks. That was the chair. Carry on, Victor. And uh, they decided they were going to have a stag night for me because I was getting married. So... Not to this fella? No, not quite. No, okay. I, didn't, I didn't fancy him anyway. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't your time, OK. Anyway, they decided we'd go down to London and all the boys in the workshop would come. We got down to London, went to this... Uh, Mexican place, lots of tequilas, and they were trying to get me really drunk. Yeah. So on the way home, they stopped. I don't know whether you know, if you come up from the uh, A1, it branches off to go towards the uh, M1. Yeah, no, I know it very well. I know it very well. And here's a boring story, Victor. I was thinking about that stretch of road. Um, yesterday, a lot, because on that stretch road, you go onto the M1 and you've got the train track running beside you. There used to be, about 20 years ago, a really nice groove where the lorries had worn down the road. And you have a really That's nice right. groove. And if you got your, your left wheels in that groove, you didn't need to steer. It steered itself. <laughs> they've, they've covered it up now, unfortunately. Political correctness gone mad. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, there's a garage on that corner, and they stopped at the garage. Yep. And we, we didn't need petrol or mm. anything. So they got in and... Rizzlers? Whatever, whatever, that, whatever they want, they kept me inside the van. Anyway, when we got back to St Albans, this little workshop was on the main Hatfield Road, and some cars had parked across the entrance to get in. Uh-oh. So they said to a load of them, right, out they get. Mm. They're going to manhandle this car out the way so that we could go up the alleyway. Yes. Oh. But they all got out and they said to this guy sitting next to me, right, you stop there and don't let Victor go anywhere. Yeah. So he was sitting there and I said to him when they got out, God, do you need to pee? So, it, without thinking, he just got out of the way and I was out. Yeah. Down the alleyway by the Rats Castle, there used to be a cab firm down there. Okay. I run, uh, yeah. I run the down cab firm, there. Was the cab firm there when you went down the alleyway or is that long gone? No, the cab firm was there. Beautiful. Okay, so, so okay, we just got an image of, of what is, is going on. Uh, yeah, well, as I say, I got out, the, run across the road, down the alleyway to the cab firm. We finish at nine o'clock today, Victor. Okay. Okay, just to cut a long story short. Too late for that. The, <laughs> 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 they, they, <laughs> they, I said to them, some guys chasing me. Go across there, get your cab done, open the door, and run across in there. That time the van wasn't there, they must have gone up the alleyway. I'm home, I got home, in bed, and I didn't find out till Monday. They said I'd be walking home, so they sat there outside my house for two hours waiting for me, and I was tucked up in bed. And what, they were going to kill you? 
<laughs> now, what they were going to do, I found out they were going to strip me, and there's a little tree in the uh, in our cul-de-sac. They were going to tie that to the tree and big radios and put blaring music out. So that all my oh, neighbours would have come no. out. Oh, they'd have seen your... Um... They'd, have seen you, they'd have seen your little Victor. Right, so I managed to get away with it. And well, but two, two weeks later, they did catch up with me. Yeah, and killed you and, then? Uh, not quite. No. I wish I could have died because they, they put manacle on me. They put a manacle on me. They put ball and chain on me. Oh, right. Did you have your trousers on, though? I, I, I managed to keep them on, yeah. Victor, listen, it's a great story. You don't see balls and chains anymore, do you? You don't see balls and chains. Great story, Kelly. <sighs> I thought if I have to sit through that, I'm going to make someone else. Is there room for that to go in the podcast this week? Yeah, of course No. Is. No? Is the answer. No. Melvin Bragg! Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Melvin. Uh, not, not heard from you since you moved to Sky, no, uh, Sky uh, Arts. Yeah, I haven't been on for quite a while because your content has been reasonable. But... Recently, it's become you're turning the show into a music show. Yeah. And and really, you know, if I want to listen to music, I'll listen to better music on another station. Whoa, now, first of what, what do you mean I'm by not, better music? And which station not, are you referring well, to? Classic, classic FM, probably. Yeah. Okay. Now, Big girls allowed. Gwen Stefani. Now, I'm not, I'm not blaming you, Ian. You're, no. you're responsible for delivery. Yes. The production team <laughs> are responsible for content. I'll hand you um, over to the know, production team, Melvin. You're speaking let, to them exclusively. So, yeah, which one of Rachmaninoff's oeuvre would you like me to put on next? Well, I, I just think you've got to get a bit, little bit more content, Catherine. Yeah, definitely. It's just lacking. The last few weeks is just lacking. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you've got to get get a grip and get it sorted. Listen, we were Ian's gonna. Just, we, there, there was a story we we're going to do about yogurt today. Shall I put that back in? Well, that that sounds good. Okay. Ian, Ian's sitting there, you know, just waiting for to be fed some content, and you're just not doing it. Yogurt. You're not producing. Okay, yogurt back in. That's all I have to say. What about um, speeding? Should we put speeding back in? You want to do that one? No, no. Dog mess, things like that. Dog mess. I tell you what, white we haven't heard poo. from. White, white no, poo. we have. We haven't heard about that blessed beloved thingy woman in Milton Keynes who runs a college. Well, What's Tina happening Bilo- there? Well, legals. Legals. But we, maybe we'll do that anyway. Uh, Is she still uh, around? or? Yeah, she's in uh, legal uh, battle. Um, oh, oh, dear. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, because you know, that, was ri- that was a right riveting story. And was, we just, you know... In, in defence, listen, uh, Melvin. In defence to Catherine, Catherine does come up with the content, and um, uh, um, there's, there's, it, it's not her fault that there's no uh, content in the show today. Right. Well, it's been the same for a while. Yeah. Well, come yeah. The, the, the other days That's it's her fault. fault. Yeah. <laughs> but today it's not her fault. But you know what? Classic <laughs> FM's better anyway, Melvin. If, if you yeah. like. so. Well, so I, no, I, see I like sitting on. I like sitting <laughs> on the M. Don't listen. I like sitting on the M1 as I'm doing now, having a, a smile and a chuckle. Get back in your car. <laughs> yeah, get, get back in your car. Thank you very much. Listen, Melvin is a valued contributor to the show, Catherine. Well, don't don't be so rude. Take on board. Sorry, Melvin. Take where on board. Where do you work, Melvin? Because I'm going to come and no. stand over your shoulder and tell you you're rubbish. Well, that's fine. Oh, a little bit of magic. He works in a fairy factory. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, we'll speak to you again. Fingers crossed. We can find much. the story. Ta-ta. We won't be talking to Melvin. <laughs> Ta-ta. No, I love. Thank you for putting that through, Kelly. Uh, sorry. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, we, that's, we need to talk. What? No, listen. Yeah, that's no. Listen. Yeah, we do. No. Yeah, listen. We do. No. Yeah. Listen. We do. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 going south, the lane closed uh, along queue. It was two cars and a lorry. Between Junction 11 for Dunstable and Luton Airport at 10, congestion from Flittick. Also another accident, uh, slow traffic between 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. And lorries come off the road. The M25 going clockwise, a lane blocked just before St Albans. There's congestion from the M1 south. Uh, the M25 anti-clockwise also queuing because of a breakdown earlier just before Junction 16 for the M40. The A5 heading south, that's queuing much heavier than normal between Lynch Hill and Redbourne. Little Chalfont, uh, Amersham Road, the A404, it's partially blocked because of an accident. Uh, Tom Watts for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Catherine, you've got ten seconds. Just a reminder what they can call in about. No. Go on. Go on, River. Get and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Tories to launch election manifesto this morning. Legal fight continues over St Albans rail freight plans and Bletchley Park notebooks sold for over $1 million. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative election manifesto with a promise to extend the right to buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, says right to buy will fund new affordable homes. It's a very clear policy which is about actually saying to local authorities that we think they should manage their housing stock better by selling off the most expensive properties they've got. That will raise £4.5 billion a year. Uh, that will enable not just those local authorities, those councils, to replace the houses that they're selling with more affordable homes, but it will also mean that money will be available for the extension of this right-to-buy discount. Meanwhile, the Green Party will use its manifesto launch to call for the creation of a fairer society and a safer planet. Caroline Lucas from the Greens says they wouldn't consider entering into a formal coalition with one of the bigger parties. We have ruled out being part of a, a coalition government and I think, you know, if, if you look at the experience of the Lib Dems in their coalition with the Tories, it's not a model that has been a huge success for them. and you, you end up losing your identity and quite possibly your integrity as well. That's why we would do what we've done in Scotland. The Scottish Greens supported the government there on a case-by-case -case basis. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. The council is opposing development of the former Radlett Aerodrome site in Park Street. The internet watchdog, the IWF, has warned that easily accessible photo-sharing websites are being used to distribute large numbers of images of child abuse. The sites are meant for people's holiday and family photos. A notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. The handwritten notes date from 1942, when Turing worked on deconstructing the German Enigma code. Professor Barry Cooper is the author of Alan Turing, his work and impact. Much of his work has been printed in, in papers and, and books, but this document was a, a very sort of personal one, which is quite unique. It's amazing, of course, that it's sold for over £700,000, but it, it is incredibly important. It really does reveal the nature of the man, in a sense, that the maker of the computer age that we now inhabit. New figures show that retail spending rose in March at its fastest rate since January last year, like for 
like sales were up 3.2%, boosted by an early Easter, but analysts say they show supermarkets are making a slow but steady fight back. In sport, England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua, with Ian Bell top scoring with 143. And there are matches tonight for MK Dons at Fleetwood, Wickham at home to Exeter, Stevenage at home to Portsmouth and Luton away to Dagenham. The weather cloud clearing to leave a warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Very quickly. You're right. Your chair. No content in the show today whatsoever. And do you know what? I think it's been one of the best shows what we have ever done. Catherine has been in the studio with me the whole morning. We've had more chance to hear your squeaky chair. (laughs) Someone fix this chair. Um, Very quickly, at Glumface. I found this on Twitter yesterday. It's hilarious. You say you saw this, didn't yeah, you? you? It's just people doing sad faces from local papers. Well, you know when the local papers are a bit too late to capture the real emotion, uh, but they get them to mock it up. Yeah. So they'll have. Say you got the wrong bill. Yeah. There's a bloke with a bill holding it up, looking glum about it. Could you look a bit glummer about it, please? But well, it was like three weeks ago. It's been sorted now. Just look glum. 
Mm. Uh, at Glumface, it's hilarious. Them. I was laughing so much last night. Tesco say... So we're just going through the papers. You can call in at any point. Not now, because Kelly's off making a cup of coffee. She's not very well. Go easy on her, for goodness sakes. Don't make her run. Um, and we'll speak to Justin again in a little bit. Tesco say, get your shelf fit. Oh. Yeah. Staff told to stay active. Well. How patronising is this coming from a multi-millionaire? Tesco, not me. The, uh, Hang on, Tesco, that make them sit in a row all day long. Tesco is telling its 314,000 UK workers to get fit amid fears that chubby checkout staff are putting shoppers off. I mean, how rude. I mean, I saw a very fit uh, fit person, fat person. But I didn't put, why would it put you off? Put Put you off? I'm not going to buy this toilet duck now because of you. New boss Dave Lewis, younger brother of John, <laughs> put out the message which could see staff dancing or running on the spot no. in stores. No, it won't. Industry insiders, here we go, here we go. This is the, this is the reasoning behind it, an, an industry insider. Say, slim staff are less likely to be off sick. Oh, I'm slim and I'm sick all the time. Oh, I don't know, I've gone on about it. Uh, and can work faster. But it's thought the supermarket giant also wants to make staff more appealing to customers. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? When my sister became an air hostess, yeah. part of the process, she had to send in a headshot, yeah. a full body shot, yeah. and her measurements. Well, no, that, that makes sense. Because it was a look they were going for. No, 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 no. No, it Those, was. No, mate. Yeah, Those aeroplane aisles are very narrow. No, this was virgin. Right. And there was a look they were going for. Well, your sister is, let's be honest, fit. Yes, as a fiddle. Um, but th th those uh, those aisles are very, very narrow. Mm -hmm. She's a bit dim, your sister, isn't she? No. What did you tell me the other day? Oh, yeah. You know how to tell that story on the air? Yeah. There was a moment. I mean, there's a moment. She's blonde. She's not a natural blonde. Thank uh, you, Kelly. But she um, was going on to an airbase. Yeah. Husband's in the RAF. She was going on to an airbase and she was told she had to leave various things behind. <laughs> she went into this secure area. Oh, I love this story can you so please, much. Can you please leave any computers, any tablets, can you leave them be uh, behind at the guardroom? Fair enough, it's an airbase. So they get onto the base and she realises with horror that she's committed an error. Mm. She turns to my brother-in-law and says, oh, we're going to have to go back. What do you mean we're going to have to go back? We can't go back now. We're being dropped off. We're going to have to go back. I've got some paracetamol in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of tablet, oh, love. Not that I, kind I of do tablet. like your sister. She makes me laugh. Uh, you, you can call now. Kelly's back. 08459 Um Tesco, Britain's biggest private employer, posted the advice on its staff website. It included tips on keeping... Oh, flip. This is awful. This is actually awful. Because, I mean, those guys who work at Tesco, they get paid so much money. Yeah, of course the bosses can tell them what to do. In your free time. It includes tips on keeping active at work and warns, don't be tempted to spend all your free time on the sofa. Uh, uh excuse me? Where else am I going to spend it? Another... Oh, God. Oh, this is awful. Another point says, dancing can be an excellent way of keeping fit. It is great fun and anyone can do it. You will keep fit and enjoy it. Other tips include having... Walking meetings outside the office. Walking, walking meetings. meetings. I can think of another word. A supermarket insider said, let's be honest, trim workers are less likely to take days off sick, plus they, can, they? plus they can stack shelves more quickly than fat ones. But this also ties in with attempts to smarten up Tesco's stores. 
Oh. So fat people um, are, are thoroughly unpleasant and they are um, getting in the way. Have we forgotten about fat people being jolly? If we're going to go stereotypes, then surely the person you want to have a chuckle with is the, uh, the large oh, person. Oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. He'll love this. It's not just new flooring, better lighting and tidy shelves. This is still a quote. Healthy workers will give a more appealing look than a bunch of sweaty, <gasps> overweight workers wheezing round the aisles. That is outrageous. Do you know what? I know plenty of big people who are clean and tidy and smart and take pride in their appearance. Tesco said, colleagues asked us to help the colleagues. As if Dave Lewis thinks that Jan on checkout number 12 is a colleague. Flipping heck. Or, or um, uh, um, the, the, uh, Raoul who stacks the shelves, or you I know, like Raoul. or or Parmigit who works in the baker. As if Dave Lewis thinks that they're colleagues. If they're colleagues, why don't you pay them something close to what you're getting, Dave Lewis, instead of, I don't know, I say minimum, I don't know if it is minimum, I don't know. Colleagues asked us to help them think about their health, and we're <laughs> happy they? to lend a hand with some ideas to stay active. Did they, though? Did they really? That's awful. If I was in Tesco and someone started running on the, um, the spot... Um, that would be added to the list of people I don't go to at Tesco. Valerie's emailed in. Oh, yeah. She's a mate of yours, so she doesn't count. Well. Well, you pay her to be a friend. Yeah. Melvin is a... Now, there are four asterisks there. So that could be an S, a C, a D. Don't start spelling things out. Show has been so good, Robert and I have almost spit out our drinks from laughing during breakfast two days in a row. Being dangerous eating breakfast during the show. By the way, I do love Classic FM, but they don't have you, Ian. But Catherine's not very good. Well, OK, oh. that's... Um, Thanks very much. I get to read the text today, so I get to decide what the text say. Yeah. You got any stories? Yeah, loads. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll speak to Dealey as well in the next, uh, maybe in the next fifteen minutes or so if he's around. What do you wish for for your children when they grow up? I want them to be happy no. and healthy. No, you don't. You yes. want them to be rich, apparently. Well, that would be a nice little sideline. Yeah. Apparently, I'm trying to find it in here. I think it's page thirty-one. Uh, there. Fifth of parents. Oh, so most don't then. So a fifth of parents prefer a child to end up rich rather than happy. One in five parents believe it's more important for their child to grow up to be successful and wealthy than happy and healthy. I, uh, I had a, a row with my mother-in-law about this. Oh, really? Where I said, if my boys are bus drivers and they're happy, I'm happy. No, 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 you want them to do well. I said, well, yeah, but if, they, if they're happy, then they're doing well. It's the perception of, of doing well. Then they're doing well. You don't want them to be a top lawyer but hate oh, their lives. Yeah, exactly. Do do what you want to do. Be happy, guys, for goodness sakes. But money helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, enough money. Yeah. Enough money to be comfortable. But money, hey, listen, money's great. And I, there was a period in my life when I had a fair bit of money. I'm doing all right. I haven't got anything like that now. And it makes it, money makes things easier and it gives you choices. Well, a lot of people, it would seem, 20% uh, think money and success are imperative to their child's future. A fifth also turned out to have a difference of opinion on their child's future with mothers wanting top exam results while fathers just wanted them to be happy. Oh, Probably the opposite in my case. Yeah, yeah. Not surprisingly, half of parents have ended up arguing over this. The poll commissioned by the Military Preparation College found. Oh, I wonder what the Military the Preparation mil College want you to do with your children. Yeah, we want the Military Preparation College want you to get your children shot for crying and learn how to run through mud. 
three quarters said strong personal qualities are more important than qualifications. Well, yeah. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. You can give us a call about any of the stuff we're talking about, anything that's on your mind. Just a reminder, for if you've just tuned in, we are giving away Madonnas. Which Madonna from which period would you like? Well, yeah, we're also talking about messy stags and happy divorces. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, Damon Patterson. Wow. Oh, this is posh Damon. Yeah. He's too, he's too posh to be Damon, but he's insisting on being Damon anyway. Yeah. Was handcuffed to a Spice Girls tribute band in Blackpool. Now I know all the dance moves to stop right now. Damon, I bet you knew him before anyway, didn't you? <laughs> in a minute, that's the wrong thing. Oh, I was, I've got to skip. This! Damon, I bet you knew him all before anyway, didn't you? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still problems on the M1 going south between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. A lorry's left the road, so queuing traffic there. Also uh, between Junction 11 for Dunstable and Luton Airport at 10 because of an accident earlier. The M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed because of an accident just before St Albans at Junction 22. That's congested to 21A for the M1 south. Uh, the M25 anti-clockwise, also an earlier breakdown causing problems just before Junction 16 for the M40. In Little Chalfont, uh, the A4 404 Amersham Road, there's an accident there, so that's partially blocked. The A1M heading south, uh, much heavier than normal before South Mims. On London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley and disruption at Northampton. But Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 14th of April. I'm Ian Lee, these are your... Ha- the 14th of April? I know, where's it gone? Flipping it! The 14th of April! I know, where's it gone? Is, is there still a chance it might snow this year? Yeah. Hey, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the right-to-buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against the planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park co-breaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for over a million dollars. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight, Three Counties Sport enters the final month of the regular season with four more live games. MK Dons continue their promotion push away to Fleetwood. Easy as you like, game over. John still takes Luton back to familiar ground as they face Dagenham. McGeehan puts in the rebound. Stevenage hosts mid-table Portsmouth. Left-footed, sends the goalkeeper the wrong way. And Wickham are at home to playoff chasing Exeter. Wickham have scored, they're back in it. Tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> How are you doing? You're all right. right, thank you. You? I tell you what, I'm bored of, of this bit. Oh. I've been doing this for two and a half years. Bored of what bit? This bit. The, what, the, talking to me? The badinage. Bit, bit rude. Well, this is, no, I'm just saying, you know, in real life, I'm, let's, let's tear down that curtain, shall we? In real life, we don't like each other. It's all false. It's all, <laughs> it's all showbiz. I don't care, Jonathan, I don't care. It's showbiz. Oh. Yes. Well, that's how I feel about you. Is that not how you feel about me? What? Not quite in so many terms, no. He's slick. You're good. You pwned me there. I'm going to let Catherine do this bit. Uh, Oh. Because I know that you were like friends and stuff and, um, you know, you get on. So let's let's hear what real friendship sounds like on the radio. Okay. Jonathan came to my head. Remember? I, I do remember, actually. Yes, I do remember your Wonder Woman outfit. I whipped him all night with my lasso of truth. You do. I remember the lasso of truth. I also remember what happened to you at the end of the night. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, was it Jonathan, what, no. Probably. <laughs> it was a bit more. Well, yes, it was. I started to like you again. It was... Uh, do you remember? There was a swimming pool, wasn't there, in that there, disco? Oh, no, I thought it was a ball pool. 
Was it? Wasn't it a ball? <laughs> yeah, I think it was full of balls. <laughs> what was when she finished? <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, <clears throat> your yeah. programme's really good and has been oh, set thanks. up beautifully today. Thank it has, yes. What have you got? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, should housing association tenants be able to buy their properties? David Cameron has announced that a Conservative government would extend the right to buy scheme for housing association tenants in England. The Prime Minister says up to 1.3 million tenants could buy their homes at a discount. And as a result, he believes the Conservatives are the party of working people. Mr Cameron insists 400,000 new homes would be built in the next five years and as a result the dream of property-owning democracy is alive. Well, from nine this morning, it's the biggest story around today. Should housing association tenants be able to buy their properties? Your call on 08459 455 555 from nine. Bit confused, Jonathan. I thought there weren't enough houses for people to stay in. Well, that, of course, is the counter-argument. There have been some people treating this morning saying, we need more social housing, not less. Why are you allowing people to buy it? Mm. But... The Conservatives, of course, will argue that as long as they're going to replenish the stock, as long as they're going to build more, then to allow people who are in those housing association properties to to actually invest in those properties for their future, then that's a positive thing. Catherine, if you listen to his show yeah. for once... No, I always listen. Oh, mate. Unless he you're going on. He doesn't work on heart. If you listen to his show, he will explain it. He's really good. I've heard it loads of times. He's brilliant. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you being nice to me now? Because it turns out actually you're a good guy. Oh, really? Thanks a lot. And it's Catherine I don't like. Well... <laughs> we, knew, <laughs> yeah. we knew that. We knew that. Well, from nine this morning, 08459 455 555, should housing association tenants be able to buy their properties? This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's go to Justin Dealer. Good morning, Governor. <laughs> We've had some complaints, Justin. Oh, what about? We're, we're carrying on anyway. No, hang on, that's not the joke. We've had a couple of requests, but we're going to play on anyway. Okay. Um, morning. Can I? Uh, this is Mark. Can I counter that bloke? Sorry, by saying the last hour of the past few weeks has been great. Even Justin made me laugh once last week. Oh. Who said that? That's Mark in Bedford. Even Justin made me laugh once last week. Wow. So, fair play, Justin. You're upping your game. Thanks. What? That's a compliment. Yeah. You sound hurt, Justin. You all right? Mm. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You People sure? I've got no taste. I'd CV that. Mm. CV that? Do you remember CVs and stuff? Yeah, I still have to do mine. Oh. Um, anyway, Justin, sorry, I've just got to say this to you. Good morning, sir. OK, now <laughs> it's time to play. <laughs> OK. I've only got two today. Mm. I've only, sorry? I've only got two today. Hey, Gatford. Yeah. Morning, fella. Morning, boss. Do you want to play? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sponsored, Sponsored by, by newspaper beginning with the sun. Okay, so I go to page twelve of the sun if you want to play at home. That's page twelve of the sun if you want to play at home. The headline. Sorry. Fantastic. All right, mate. D d listen, I'll be honest. Um, I'm, I'm, a... I'm playing along. Yeah, no, but you're also making a nuisance of yourself, fella. You're also stealing my lines. Fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. Do we debar you Catherine. from what's the story, Morning Glory? No, please don't. Well, then just... OK. Jack Tot Gamble. Jack Tot Gamble. Right. We're going to start with... Kelly Betts. Uh... Yeah. Jack... Jack... Oh, sorry. Jack Tot Gamble. What's the story? Can I have some thinking yeah. music? 
Oh, flipping it. I've got, I didn't sort Gary of... was going to sing then. Did you hear? Oh, Gary's I going to. I, I had the year at the end. Gary's getting yeah. right on my nerves, I'll be honest. I don't know how long Gary's oh. going to stay in this game. Um, oh, uh, no, you can't have thinking music. Fine. Oh. Um, so I'm da, guessing it's a play. Gatford! Uh, I guess it's a play on the, the word jackpot. Yeah. And it's a tot. So it could be a toddler who yeah. has won a lot of money on the Grand National. Incorrect data. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Gaz. Would you like a go, Justin? I would, please. Do you want some thinking music? Uh, yes, please. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, this thinking is a story. Music. <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> this is a story about a guy called and it's Jack. Just, just keep thinking. Okay. It's coming. Thinking music. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Remember, this is the same Justin Dealey who made Mark in Bedford laugh <laughs> once last week. <laughs> that was the thinking music. Here comes the climax. Okay. This is a story about Jack, who is a Tottenham supporter. He's put a bet on Tottenham finishing in the top four, yeah. and that's not going to happen. So now he's going to lose his house and live in a cardboard box. Okay. It, it is a very sad story, but it's not that. Okay. Gatford. You're, yes. you're hanging out with celebrities. You must be very nervous. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, OK, well, which celebrity is that? Oh. What's your answer, Gatford? Make it snappy. <laughs> OK, uh, so Jack Top... Uh, what was the, the clue again? Right, you're an idiot. Catherine, no, 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 I, I... Jack Top Gamble. <laughs> right, OK. Uh, it's, a really, it's, a... it's actually a really sad... It's actually quite an horrific story. It's a bloke called Jack who is a big fan of Jelly Tots and he gambled his whole future... Just talk over him, Catherine. What's your go? I want thinking music. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) Just ignore Gatford. He'll run out of steam in a minute. I'm prepared to keep going, um, as long as I'm on Um, I have run out of steam. uh... Jack Daniels, little dram. Yeah. Oh, or a tot. It's on there, so it's on the recording. Or yes. a tot. Yes. So he gambled everything on being able to have this tot of Jack, mm. and um, he lost because, unfortunately, he was more of a Malibu man. A mum left her baby in a car overnight while she played on a pub's fruit machine in Poland. What? I only wow. want to help you, Poland. <sighs> I told you it was... A, Justin, what's that release? Mm, it's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. I told you it was a sad story. It's horrible Polish I thought I was a disappointing parent. <laughs> We've got time for one more. My Go dad on. took me to the arcade once when I was a little baby and just left me on the floor. Uh, My mum left me in Tesco's on purpose. Well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, team. The last 30 minutes of the show... Where have you been left by your mum or your dad? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I was about grandparents. Does that count? Yes. Where have you been yeah. left? Okay. Uh, I, okay. Have you got a story to that? I bet it's boring. Well, no, I won't bother then. Good. Oh. Oh, I'd like to hear it. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. Oh, I know this one. Don't. Coffee know. mugs. So we're going to come to him yeah. last, Catherine. I bought one two days ago and it's already been lost. Who's nicked Catherine's coffee mug? Just because it's not got my name on it, guys. Go on. Come on, guys. We're getting a little bit too in. Coffee. This is a good game. I'm trying how, to. Frank- how is it all spelt? 
Is it spelt just like coffee, coffee mugs? It's not coffee mugs, mate. Is it someone who thought he was drinking mm. coffee, but really it was um, quick, sprinklings quick. from the bottom of a muddy football boot? Incorrect. Gatford. Got to be quick uh, now. Someone who uh, thought they were drinking coffee, but they're actually drinking tea, so they're a bit of a mug. <laughs> Kelly, I'm not even going to grace that with a response. Someone called Alan Coffee. Ooh! Um, broke his. Foot. He's mugular. No? Dealey? Britain spend millions and millions of pounds on coffee every single year, like me yesterday, paying £4 for a Starbucks. As a nation, we are coffee mugs. You're, you're right, we do spend what a lot pounds? of money, but what's the... Four quid for a coffee? Yeah, it was a mocha frapper. What? Too elaborate, you, you say. Careful how you say that. Mocha frapper lapper. Gatford, I'll be honest, mate, your contribution has been very, very poor. If oh, I were you, I'd, okay. I'd button it. Well, to be fair, that's off the course for me. Yeah. Coffee mugs. Students being tested for research, tested for research, overdosed on coffee and were taken to hospital in Newcastle. Mm, nasty. <laughs> Thanks, Gatford. Cheers. Bye, Gatford. I'm Me- producing the comedy here. Come on. So, what? <laughs> what? I'm bringing the comedy here. To this you're, you're, about, you're, you're about as funny as um, uh, Canon and Wise. You? Right. They're the good ones. Thank you, Gat. You see, they're the good ones. <laughs> I liked him. I like him. Oh, guys, don't like Gatford. He's been training me around for years. He's the dullest caller I've ever had after Philip in South Norwood. <laughs> uh, Dealey, you took Madonna's to the street. Yeah, that's coming up later on. Beautiful. We'll speak to you in a little bit. Thank you for that, Justin. <laughs> Kelly? Yeah. You feeling all right, my love? You look a little bit poorly. I'm feeling great. You a bit peaky? No, I'm all right. Peaky Blinders? No. There's a programme I've never watched. Peaky no, Blinders. don't fancy it. Don't fancy it. I don't like stuff in the old days, unless it's the 60s. And even then, only if it was made in the 60s. I don't like the fella's eyes. Gatford, are you still there? Yeah, I, I wanted to close... Go my... away! <laughs> I don't like the fella's eyes. It's got piercing eyes. Mm. What's got... Peaky Blinders? It's, um... Gatford, tell her what Peaky Blinders is. It's a gangster-style show set in about the 1930s. Right, now, will you it... go away? But do you know what makes it less sexy? In Birmingham. What? <laughs> I like Birmingham. Nah. Yeah. Hasn't nah. it got, like, silly and Would you please go away? I want to claim a Madonna, and then I'll go. Go on, then. Can I have Cowboy Madonna? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Big problems on the M1 going south between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. A lorry came off the road there. It was briefly completely shut for the air ambulance and now just two lanes open there. Uh, the M1 also going south, uh, the queuing traffic between Dunstable and Luton Airport with congestion from Flitwick after an accident earlier. The M25 anti-clockwise, there, or clockwise rather, there's a lane closed uh, just before Junction 22 for St Albans. Anti-clockwise, it's queuing from 20 for Kings Langley to 16 for the M40 in Little Chalfont. Uh, the A404 Amersham Road, there's been an accident there. London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley and disruption at Northampton. I'm Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Conservatives are preparing to unveil their election manifesto. Among David Cameron's pledges will be an extension of Margaret Thatcher's flagship Right to Buy scheme to more than a million housing association tenants. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. The High Court rejected its latest legal challenge last month. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
England's cricketers reached 341 for five on the opening day of the first test against the West Indies in Antigua. Ian Bell led the recovery from 34 for three with 143. It's nice. I mean, you want to score as many runs as you can for England. I love playing for England. You know, putting on the shirt in any format is is what you always want to do. So to come out and score runs in a in a big test series for us but on day one when like I said there's a bit of nerves around was just what I wanted to do. In football there are more key promotion matches for four of our sides tonight. In League One third placed MK Dons go to playoff hopefuls Fleetwood with games running out in the bid to catch second place Preston and secure automatic promotion. Here's assistant manager Richie Barker. Probably a draw might not do us any good either now. You know we're in the playoffs that's mathematically proven now so we need to win the game as well. You know, I'm not going to say that we're going to throw it away if, if it's a draw, but um, we need to win the game as well, and so do they for two for, for two totally different reasons. So um, that should bode for a good football match. In League Two, third-placed Wickham host Exeter. Steve Nidger at home to managerless Portsmouth, with on loan Keith Keane available after suspension. And Luton, who are running out of games as they chase a playoff place, go to John Still's former club Dagenham. I'm delighted that they've pulled clear. I am. I really am. I would have hated to have gone there with both teams desperate to do so. I wouldn't, professionally, it wouldn't have bothered me one iota. But personally, I wouldn't have wanted sort of to, to, to have that situation. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. And in the Premier League last night, Liverpool beat Newcastle 2-0 to leave Brendan Rodgers' side four points behind fourth place Manchester City in the chase for Champions League places. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just updating the whiteboards. Justin, <laughs> you've been fair play, mate. You've been working hard today, yeah, and, thank you. Uh, and I appreciate. It. We'll get to your divorce parties in a second. Mm. We'll ask him where have you been left. Um, great email from April. When my dad was marshalling at Snetterton Race Circuit, I was in my crib on top of the car. I was about three months old. There was a downpour of rain, and all the marshals dived in the car to get out of the rain. They forgot about me. Oh. I was left on top of the car. Ladies and gentlemen, where have you been left? Uh, 08459 455555. Uh, we talked stag parties. Yeah. Got us on to divorce parties, Just. Yeah. I've been on the streets with this one. A lot of people have had divorce parties, but they have children, so they don't want to come on record and say that. I respect that. Oh, um, you've got to respect that, haven't you? You have to. You, you have got to. to respect I, that. I spoke to one lady who went to uh, to Marbs, to Marbella for a week with her friends right, to celebrate girl. her divorce. All right, girl. <laughs> a get girl's us, week get away. Get a bit of Spanish over there. Yeah, let's get out there and have a good time. But uh, these two people, uh, they've been on divorce parties. Yeah. Uh, they've got their own stories, especially the second guy. Uh, here's what happened. Madam, you've been on a divorce party. Tell us what happened. Where, where did you go? Uh, good. We went to town, went to Chicago's. And I Will Survive was the song of the day. So there you go. And that was the one you all got up to? that, yeah, definitely. Because some people might think it's a bit weird having a divorce party, but your friend was... This was a celebration to your friend. Yeah, yeah. It ended her life of misery and she started a new one of fun. So it was good. So you haven't been divorced, but one of your best friends got divorced and you went out to party. How long were you partying for? The whole week. So just seven days. Seven days. Yeah, um, yeah, six or seven days drinking. Yeah. Did it help him? Yeah, very much so, especially on the second night. 
Shall we say no more? Well, you say what you want. <laughs> I think we can on the radio. So, so your advice to anybody who gets divorced is go out and uh, have a good time and uh, move on. Party and go and meet, go and meet your opposite sex. Go and have a crack. There's plenty of people out there. Great advice. Thanks for your time. Have a good day. OK, thank you. Great advice, Justin. Great advice on the streets this morning. Yes, that man should be uh, running some sort of relationship website. Uh, go and have a crack and go and meet the opposite sex. His Justin, words, not mine. if we can squeeze in a Madonna before the end of the show, then we'd be up for that. It's coming, and it's coming with a crazy German. <laughs> See you in a little bit. Ta-ra. Spoiling us. 08459 I got left in Tesco on purpose. Yeah. I was doing that thing. It used to always work, yeah. apart from this one occasion, where if you gave at the toys for long enough, your mum will get the hint that you want one, yeah. right? So I was looking at Princess Leia figures in the Star Wars section yeah. and looked around. God, you are old. Yeah, no mum. She's gone. She's, She's gone. A little bit of teary, <clears throat> teary behaviour. I yeah. got taken off to uh, customer services. They made an announcement. Oh. My mum heard it as she's walking around. Yeah. Carried on doing her shopping. Beautiful. She's safe. Makes it easy. Exactly. Carried on doing her shopping. Went, checked out. Oh, God. This is, <laughs> just, just writes it stuff. Put the stuff in the car. Yeah. Then came back. Went on holiday Casual. for a week. <laughs> Casual. Just thought that would serve me right. Where have you been left and have you ever had an announcement on a tannoy made about you? 08459 455 <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? When we were younger, we went to Alton Towers. Mum took us out with her mates. Yeah. And uh, me and Andy, my little brother, went on this ride. We came off the ride. Where have they gone? I don't know. Oh. Let's, let's go back on the ride. Yeah. Four times. <laughs> came back and mum came running with all her friends. Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> So 08459 455555. Now, I'm a fan of uh, Homes Under the Hammer. You know Homes Under the Hammer? It's where that, um, the blonde guy and the blonde woman, they go to auctions and they see a house being sold. They go and talk to the people who have bought the house and they go back six months later and, say, and see what they've done to the house, how they've done it up and stuff. Yeah. Those two people have been doing it for years. Works perfectly. Great formula. They've added a football legend, Dion Dublin, into it. What for? Oh... Because he's got some properties. Well, yeah, but, 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 why would you add a third, why? Footy legend Dion Dublin made a smooth transition from pitch to porch. <laughs> debuting. Uh, That's good. That is actually quite yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. OK, why not, why not? As a presenter on Homes Under the Hammer, the ex-Aston Villa striker appeared beside the property purchase show Martin Roberts and Lucy Alexander. Look at the face of Martin Roberts. He don't look happy. He's not the one that's Judith Chalmers' son, is he? No, no, that's Nick Durden-Smith. I, I did him out of a job. Oh. Hey, I stole a job from Nick Durden-Smith. He's a nice guy. Um, he don't look happy, does he? No, he looks like he's plotting his downfall. Well, you don't need a third person. It's, it's perfect. It's an hour long. She does half. He does half. And it's one of those programmes... That is the chair. It's one of those programmes where um, they have the music to fit the story. Well, there's, I'll be honest, this house cost me a lot of money. Money, money, money! Um, well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to... I've finished the house, the garden's great, I'm going to laze around on this sunny afternoon. Lazing on a sunny afternoon. Well, after a bit of TLC, we really do feel as if it's now our house. Our house, house in the middle of... And they do that, and it's... Oh, it, it's yeah. they, they take it to new levels, though. Um, Lisa says, my mum left me on a washing machine as a baby. Oh, no. What? My mum left me on... You, you need to speak into the microphone. Um, my mum left me on a washing machine as a baby. Machine went to spin. I fell off and broke my leg. Oh, <laughs> oh no, oh. Lisa! I've got another one of those things. Yeah, go on. He went from ball to hall. 
No. Um, what song would that? No, football. That guy. Oh, with... oh, all right. <coughs> She's gone back on a pun. You can't go back on a pun. You got any stories, there, Kath? I was looking for a record. Don't worry about. I don't worry about records. Do you not want to do that? No. All right. Well, here's this one. Go on. A good Samaritan was given a parking ticket after he pulled over to help an elderly woman. Oh. He thought he w- was she was dying. I have jumped out of a car that my wife was driving because I saw an old woman, hundred yards down the street, fall over, and I said, "I'll catch up." And I went and helped an old woman. Well, I drove past someone lying in the street once and thought, oh, this is terrible. So I, I reversed, yeah. got out of my car, went to see if he needed any assistance. Yeah. No, I was just drunk and having yeah. sleep. Just having a sleep outside the pub, mm. waiting for it to open. Uh, anyway, go on. Anyway, this wasn't happening there. A good Samaritan was given a parking ticket after he pulled over to help an elderly woman he thought was dying. Good. Student Drew Hollishead, 21. Drew, what, what, what did he drill? Holland's head. Why would he draw that? Drew Holland's head. What, 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 Reg Holmesworth from... I'm confused. He drew a hole in his head. Hey! 21. Stopped in the first space available when he saw the pensioner collapse on the pavement. But as he helped her for less than a minute... Very quick help. Yeah. A traffic warden put a seventy-pound ticket on his car because Mrs. Holland, sorry, Mr. Holland's head had what? pulled into a bay for disabled drivers. Oh, there we go. Oh, I'm suspicious of this guy already. Yesterday, Mr. Holland's head said the way he'd been treated was ridiculous and branded the council warden, who could see what was happening, a little Hitler. Yeah. Did he get let off the ticket or not? No, I don't think so. But then parking uh, reckoned that he was abusive. Uh, yeah, I bet this exactly. You and see, they didn't know about the helpfulness. Oh, man alive. KFC boss, chicken is kinyucky. Oh. 08459 555 by the way. The boss who brought KFC to Britain says he refuses to eat there, claiming the company has ruined the brand. Ray Allen, didn't he have um, the, the posh puppet, Lord Charles? It was Ray Allen and Lord Charles, wasn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. I don't know what you're talking... You've been drinking. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you not remember Ray Allen? Or was it you? I mean, that sounds uncanny. Hey, now, I'm going to show you... We will play a record in a minute, so hunt for a record, because I'm going to show you a picture of... There's a brilliant sketch, right? Ray Allen... It was Ray Allen, wasn't it? Oh, eight four five nine four double five. Now, now then, uh, Lord Charles, what are we going to talk to? Do- I don't know. You got me out of the box. There's a brilliant. That's actually a really good impression. Yeah, it was very, very good. No, honestly, that was good. But there's a brilliant sketch where um, so Ray Allen has got Lord Charles the puppet, but then Lord Charles has got his own ventriloquist puppet. I'm going to show you that picture in a minute. Right. And you'll, it will blow your flipping mind. What's you give us a song? Anyway, Kentucky Fried Chicken. The reason I picked that, I've never, I've never had. I've never had... Which song do you A2. want? A2. Uh, I've never which had the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I've never had the Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's nice. I don't know where we would When you say it. A2, do you mean tra- side one, A2, track two? A2, yeah. Do you not want track one? No. Why? Because I like two. You don't want track... Can I override you? Go on, then. Well, no, but, but which do you want? Go on, it's your game, after all. This is... Come on. You know this song. This hasn't got swears in, has it? No. You sure? Uh. We're not going to be in the mail again, are we? Um. Oh, blimey. What's up? I just need to be on a 45. No, it's 33. Yeah? Do you want this or two? I don't think it's got anything rude on it. We might need to... Let's go to two. I just think two's safer. Okay. I think one's more fun. Oh, there we go. There we go.
555555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Loads of texts, including which Madonna would you like? And where have you been left? We'll get to those after a bit of Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 going south is completely closed. Uh, just at Junction 15 for Northampton, uh, there's been the accident that's between there and 14 for Milton Keynes. Uh, the air ambulance involved, uh, so a very long queue, as you might expect. The M25 going clockwise, a lane closed because of an accident involving three vehicles. There's a fuel spillage there as well, just before Junction 22 for St Albans. Congestion from Kings Langley. On the anti-clockwise M25, it's queuing from Kings Langley towards 16 for the M40. Little Chalfont on the A. 404 Amersham Road, partially blocked because of an accident. Uh, London Midland, a reduced service between Bedford and Bletchley, and disruption at Northampton because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. 8.46, it's Tuesday the 14th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
David Cameron will today launch the Conservative Election Manifesto with a promise to extend the right to buy scheme. St Albans District Council will take its case against a planned rail freight terminal to the Court of Appeal. And a notebook used by the Bletchley Park codebreaker, Alan Turing, has sold at auction in New York for just over $1 million. Uh, we'll speak to Diddy before the end of the show. You possibly, 08459 455555. Let's get the weather first. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's becoming a beautiful day for all of us. Some cloud around across beds and bucks, but we are looking at increasing amounts of very warm sunshine, especially by the afternoon in those light winds, feeling very warm. Temperatures 23 degrees as our high, 73 in Fahrenheit, a good 10 degrees above average for the time of year. Now, generally dry and clear as we head through the night tonight. Light winds remaining, relatively mild despite the clear skies, lows of 8 to 10 degrees. And then for tomorrow, dry, very warm and sunny once again. Even even warmer temperatures climbing up to 24 maybe 25 celsius a little cloudier perhaps by the afternoon and becoming cloudier and cooler for thursday and for friday but still warmer than average that's your forecast as the general election gets closer we want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health. I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Uh, let's can I have a quick look at some texts, and then we'll come yeah, to the story on. that you've got there. If you've just tuned in, it's been a hodgepodge today. We didn't have any stories. Well, but the story, a happy hodgepodge. A happy hodgepodge. I've enjoyed it. And do you know what? I would I would uh, willingly do this show like this every single day. The stories that we had, they were, let's be honest, they weren't that good. A woman who, who didn't eat a yoghurt in a, in a hospital and uh, a man who wanted us to raise the speed limit. Uh, so Catherine uh, and I decided to junk them. And what have we been talking instead? Claim your Madonna. We're giving away Madonnas. Where have uh, you been left? We're talking about, um, uh, we've done stag do's, now we're on divorce parties. Uh, where have you been left? Oh, we've got loads of texts on where have you been left. Go on. Um, Ian, stop calling the travel the trav. Reminds me of a psycho ex I used to have. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Ian, I used to... This is Phil. I used to work on London buses driving the open-top zoo bus. A passenger took her kids and her neighbour's six-month-old baby on the bus when I dropped them off at the zoo and pulled away. She suddenly realised she'd left the baby on the bus. Many frantic radio calls followed. (gasps) I was left strapped in my buggy at eight months in the beach on Yarmouth as the tide was coming in. What? Says Kay. That doesn't sound like an accident. And Simon says, can I claim Vogue Madonna? I find the more formal, dark-suited Madonna most appealing. Simon, I think we've got an idea of what uh, floats your boat, and you've got it. Manish Madonna. Manish Madonna! People did used to get left behind because people used to leave their babies in those massive silver cross prams outside shops, didn't they? And yeah. if you're a new mum and you've got a bit of the old baby brain going on, you might forget. Babies were always getting snatched, weren't they, in the old days? Were they? Well, everyone says, oh, it's, oh, you, you, oh, it's terrible now. I think, it's, I think genuinely think everything is a lot safer now. 
we're just more aware of, of stuff. But I don't think there's any, actually any increase in the number of, let's, paedophiles. I just think we're more aware of it. Yeah. But well, ba- babies were always getting snatched in the 70s, weren't they? No, I mean, not always, but quite Define often. always. Once a week? Yeah. Once a week, a baby was being snatched in the 70s from outside a co-op. OK. That's very specific. <laughs> very specific indeed. What you got? If you were that baby, 08459 The Queen and our well, human... They wouldn't know. They will be brought up as though they were that couple's own baby. Oh. Or that mad woman's old baby. If you live in a house that's got um, faeces on the wall, you were probably snatched as a baby. (laughs) Call us us now. 08459 It happens. The Queen is the person who best epitomises the nation's finest qualities, according to a survey of people (laughs) who I would suggest like the Queen. Yeah, so a multi-millionaire who who, um, looks down on people. We don't know that. And um, had... What's I, just, I just mimed a conspiracy theory. I won't say it on the radio because I don't want to. I don't want the brakes to go in my car. Pride, kindness, bravery—those are some of the things she. <laughs> bravery. Has. What has she done? That's brave. Determination. Oh, well, come oh, on. Oh, come on! I oh, like you know. On. I like the royal family. I but love what, the queen. I I like the royal family, and I shouldn't. Because, you know, everything that, that I intellectually know means I should hate the royal family, and I've got a real soft spot for them. But what has the queen ever done that's been, been brave? She's tolerated Philip. Well, I mean, yeah, I know she's yeah, yeah. Fair play. Pride, kindness, bravery, determination, generosity, humility, and a sense of humour are the attributes that define what it is to be a Briton. Oh, no, it's not. It's what it is to be a human, nice person. Yeah. A third of those polled said the Queen is the best example of these qualities. Do they know her? Ahead of naturalist David Attenborough and comedians. I wish he put some clothes on. I've, I've been in the same room as David Attenborough. Grumpy. Is he? In the green room for, I guess it may have been, the Alan Titchmar show. Grumpy. Would you, would you like to sit? I don't want to sit here. I don't want to sit here. It was like a tea. I don't want a tea. What did this not tea? And then Alan came in like a ray of sunshine. Oh, David, it's so marvellous to see. Oh, Alan Titchmar. He likes you, doesn't he? Go on. Yeah, he loves it. A third of those polled said the Queen is the best example of these qualities. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Prince Harry... Oh, Prince Harry's in favour again, is he? Have we stopped taking the mickey out of him? Yeah, no, now, now that he's in Australia, yes, we like him. Sir Richard Branson, again, is he in favour again? Have we stopped uh, he taking the mickey out of him? He never went out of favour with me. Physicist Stephen Hawking... Oh, we've always loved oh, him. No, yeah, but I think he's getting too big for his boots. Former footballer David Beckham. Oh, are we fans of him again now? I thought we were jealous of him. And Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. Ooh. Oh, do we like her again? Oh, I've always liked J.K. And JK, let's just say, uh, no, I'm thinking of JK and Joel. Sorry, carry on. Carry I on. was thinking of JK out of Jamiroquai. Completed the list of model British. Name citizens. other famous JKs. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, let's see if we can get ten before the end of the show. <laughs> the invention of the internet by scientist Tim Berners Lee was the achievement that made most people proud to call themselves British. Really? Do you know what? I think we've got to, we're going to have another Justin Vox in a second. Uh, Justin? Yes, I've boss. just found one more. Politics. Okay. Go on. A little bit of politics. Farage rejects dual citizenship. Farage rejects dual citizenship. Kelly Betts, quick answers, please. Hang on, thank you. Okay, that's that's incorrect. I don't know where she got that from that story. Justin Daly, Farage rejects dual citizenship. Has he turned down membership of the Jewel fan club? Jewel had a couple oh, of hits like in it. the what 1990s. Was, what was her song? If I could tell the world just one thing. Oh, she's a bit hippy drippy, wasn't it she? It was all okay. It's a beautiful she song. She was a Joni Mitchell for the 90s. She was good. 
Incorrect data. Catherine? Uh, I think it's to do with the fact that he's got half-German children. Yeah. He said to them that you can either be my child yeah. or you can be British. No. This oh. is a brilliant story. UKIP leader Nigel Farage was yesterday challenged to a sword fight <laughs> by a man claiming to be a Polish prince. Janek Zleslinski Zez- yep. threw down the gauntlet and suggested an 18th century style duel after claiming he has had enough of the party's attitude. In an online video filmed in an ornate room, he brandished a sheathed weapon and said, I've realised that what I have to do is stand up in defence of my people in the UK. Mr Farage responded... So what I'd like to do, Mr Farage, is challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Mr. Farage responded by commenting on Mr. Zlinky's impressive sword before adding, I'm not intending to accept the offer. I like that. I'll watch. Uh, Justin, Madonna, we're giving away Madonnas after um, yeah. a, a young uh, pop singer, uh, Nick Drake, pretended to puke up after she put her tongue, maybe something else, down his throat. <laughs> we're giving away Madonnas. What, what else is she going to put in there? Dentures? Maybe, maybe something, maybe um, she was smuggling microfilm. Oh, right. You never know. Do they still have microfilm? Anyway, Justin. <laughs> um, incredibly, people have been giving answers on the streets. I've been asking, uh, which Madonna would you like to claim? And we have uh, perspectives here from people living in Bedfordshire, yeah. but also people who are German oh, and people yeah. who are Italian. So we've yeah. gone European with this one. Yeah. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Let's get the German perspective. Who's your favourite Madonna? Like a virgin. Like a virgin? Yeah. So that image really works for you, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. This morning we're giving away Madonnas, okay? Which one would you like to claim? Like a prayer. The like a prayer Madonna? Yeah. What, dark hair? Mm. Yeah. Behind bars? (laughs) Yeah. Like a caged animal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, madam. Thank you. Madam, we're giving away Madonnas this morning. Which one would you like to claim? I don't want to, thank you. Let's get the Italian perspective. Which Madonna would you like to claim? Cowboy. In the hat, yeah. Yes! Yes! It's getting you going on the streets. (laughs) Wow, mamma mia, look at you. Suddenly you're all hyped up talking about Madonna as a cowboy. Uh, yeah, that, that dry, it makes, makes, makes my day, yeah, it makes my day, yeah. I'll let Madonna, Madonna in the cowboy hat, please. Yep, yep. Madonna in the um, cowboy, yep. th- th- Two things here, two texts. Mm. Matt says, Tim Berners-Lee didn't invent the internet. No, he invented the World Wide Web. Correct, thank you. And, the uh, mail needs to sort it out. James from Wolverton says, Mark from Bedford is a filthy liar. Justin has never been funny. Uh, oh. Oh. No. Who says that? It's James from Wolverton. Oh, morning, James. Hmm. He spells it J-Dog as well. It's not dog, it's dog. Mm. Well, I'm not meant to be funny. I'm just out there reporting the facts. I'm not a comedy act. I'm not some sort of pet. Well, what, are you a reporter? Yes. What? Like a journalist? Mm. No. No. It's my job. Is it? It's just how you choose to use me. Well, no, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, go go and get us a story about, um... Yoghurt? No. Um, (laughs) Speeding? No. Um... Um... A journalist. It's my title. But you just dress up as Madonna and, and harass people in the street. I... Again, under your instructions. I don't tell you to dress up as Madonna. Not not all the time. I mean, sometimes I do, and that was we were drunk and we were having a yeah, bit of fun. What's wrong with that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you learn something new every day, Justin. Yeah, you do. You're right. I'm fine. 
That vehicle's reversing. Well, best we leave it there, then, Just. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Well, no, I'll see you upstairs in a minute. No, I'm off. Where, um... where are you going? Journalism school. Not a radio station. There oh, we go, you are see. Are you happy now, James, in Wolverton? It started off so well, and it ended so badly. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is closed after Junction 15 for Northampton because of an accident. Uh, the air ambulance has landed there. The M25 uh, and clockwise a lane closed because of another accident and a fuel spillage just before Junction 22 for St Albans. Congestion from Kings Langley. Anti-clockwise on the M25 queuing from Kings Langley to Watford. Also Maple Cross to Junction 16 for the M40. The A1 heading south is queuing from Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. On the trains on London Midland a reduced service from Bedford to Bletchley and disruption at Northampton because of a signal problem. Tom Watts for BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much. You go and have yourself a nice um, uh, hot lemon and honey. Do you know what I really need? Yeah? Steam. Hey, uh, Kelly, go and have yourself a nice hot lemon and honey or a steam with, with Catherine. You fancy that? Yeah, I'll have another steam with Catherine. Uh, what? That's it, that's your luck. Thank you for building up with uh, our nonsense. Hey, guys, do you know what? I think this should be the future of the show. It won't be. We're the BBC. Normal service, I'm assuming, will resume tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Catherine, Kelly, and just till tomorrow at six from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Should Housing Association tenants be able to buy their properties? David Cameron has announced that a Conservative government would extend the right to buy scheme for Housing Association tenants in England. The Prime Minister says up to 1.3 million tenants could buy their homes at a discount and as a result he believes the Conservatives are the party of working people. Mr Cameron insists 400,000 new homes would be built in the next five years and as a result the dream of property owning democracy is alive. Well, this morning I want your reaction to this. Should housing association tenants be able to buy their properties? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Tell me your story on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Tories launch election manifesto this morning, Luton man back in court after death of a child and Bletchley Park notebook sold for one million dollars. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron is to announce plans to extend the right to buy scheme to give 1.3 million housing association tenants the chance to own their homes. The policy will form the centrepiece of the party's manifesto launched later this morning. Ruth Davison from the National Housing Federation says it could cost the taxpayer billions of pounds to compensate housing associations for selling their properties cheaply. Halfway through a programme of austerity and in the grips of a housing crisis, if you had £20 billion of taxpayers' money, would you just give it away as a gift to some of the most securely housed people in the country on some of the lowest rents. A Luton man is, ba- is due back in court today, charged in connection with the death of a one-year-old child. 35-year-old Alistair Bowen from Drayton Road will appear with his partner, the child's mother, 25-year-old Kirsty Lee from Windsor. Both have been charged with causing or allowing the death of a child and causing or allowing...